scrub the spot, get the club to pop. When I come up with the crop, gotta love it, love it, and not I'm hot from the hop to the scrub the spot, get the club to pop. When I come up with the scrub the spot, get the club to pop. When I come up with the scrub the spot, get the club to pop. When I come up with the scrub the spot, get the club to pop. When I come up are now tapped into the coolest reptile podcast in the world the entire world the best world that we're in that's what the best reptile podcast is you're tapped in right now what is good everybody i'm your boy mj welcome back to another trap talk with mj episode 117 in the building what is good all my early birds in the building i hope you guys are ready super excited for tonight's episode because we got a very special one indeed um my early birds are up and going already man we're gonna get to you guys in just a second but yeah, man, you guys know what the deal is for the freshest and bestest rodents delivered to your doorstep with no issue. That's cold That's at coldbloodcafe.com. Freshest and bestest delivered to your doorstep, $30 flat rate shipping. Telling you right now, professionally packed rodents are fed the Missouri diet. Best thing you could feed a rat, in my opinion. Go check them out. Shout out to Desiree. Shout out to Steven. Shout out to the whole Cold Blooded Cafe team leading the industry for many years now. Uh, shout out to John. Shout out to Alex over at Sim Container. If you got eggs, put them inside of a Sim box. Guarantee that egg will hatch with no issue. If your incubator is working and all that. You know, you got, got to have the incubator down too. Very important. Uh, shout out to Ashley and Steven over at Focus Cube Habitats. The Focus Cube Habitat PVC built enclosures based out of Texas. Really big things going on over there. Um, I tell you right now, they have non they have all these custom built enclosures for any kind of reptile that you want to keep. And it's you know, sky's the limit with them. So make sure you go over to their Instagram page, go give them a follow and go check out what kind of stuff they have going on. They have gone on over there at Focus Cube Habitat. Shout out to Steven and Ashley for supporting the trap. And then shout out to Jesse over at Freedom Breeder, stainless steel racks made in the United States on that professional level tip of breeding when it comes to either rats or reptiles or both stainless steel racks made by freedom breeder man this is where it's at if you had a free if you have a freedom breeder rack you know exactly where i'm coming at with this pitch right now is it a pitch i don't know i don't even have freedom breeder but i do know that i need one and the, you know the whole weight thing is fucking eating me alive but i know it's worth it and i know a lot of you out there who are getting your racks after waiting a few months like six seven months you're still happy you're getting them right so i gotta get on that train man i gotta say though jesse you're killing it uh, the whole Freedom Breeder crew killing it. And I will say who's been killing it for a hot minute now and continues to kill it. That's my man, Miguel Garcia. Always evolving pythons. 
always killing the game. Make sure you go give him a follow on Instagram. Go see how his ball python season's going because right now he is fucking smashing things. About to clear 100 clutches, I think. Um, and yeah, man, the guy's just an all-around supporter, uh, and he really shows a lot of people love, man. There's no hate in this guy's heart. This guy's all about showing people support. And if you don't know who Miguel Garcia is, right now is your time to go check him out. Always Evolving Pythons. That's the man. Thank you so much, Miguel, for supporting the channel. Thank you to the whole AEP team. I love you guys. And then, man, US Arc. If you are new to this channel and you never heard what US Arc is, don't know what the hell US Arc is all about well, right now, I feel like you should go down to the link below, click on the US Arc link, and see how US Arc helps us keep our animals. And what I mean by that is that there's some fucked up people out there who want to keep us from having pets and keep us from doing stuff that we love. Um, shit, I don't have any kids yet. But these animals are my kids. Good luck trying to take them from me. I'll tell you that much. But at the end of the day, why not trying to help somebody who's trying to help us? And that's U.S. Arc. So make sure you go down and support U.S. Arc any way you can. Financially, if you can't, I get it. Tough times for everyone. But if you can't financially support them, you can still talk about it. If you have a podcast or if you have an uh, Instagram account, a YouTube account, you can mention U.S. Arc any, any chance you get. So make sure you're passing it down, letting people know what U.S. Arc is all about. And I cannot wait for the new U.S. Arc um, auction and fucking party with all you guys, man, because U.S. Arc auction is where it's at. You guys hear me talk about it all the time. So before we get into the early birds, because there's mad early birds in the building, and I want to say what up to all you right now because this fucking shit's going to get popping. But before we get into that, if you have any questions, inquiries, you want to see what I'm working with, you want to see what I have available as far as ball pythons and whatnot, you're going to want to go follow me on Instagram, MJ Exotics Cartel with an A, not an E. And then make sure you go follow the uh, Trap Talk with MJ podcast Instagram page uh, as well. And then uh, shout out to all my Twitch viewers. If you're watching on Twitch, I highly appreciate you tuning in. That's what's up. If you want to support this channel in a, a, a more than a subscription, and I, I appreciate all my subscribers, uh, go ahead and send it any donation you like to MJ Exotics Cartel 619. And if you wanted to go to US Arc, let me know and just put that in the notes. But I appreciate any of the support. And then mad love to my Patreon family. Thank you so much to all my Patreon family. If you out there are new to the hobby or been in the hobby and just want to learn more or see exactly who's all in this, and because you know, I'm telling you, man, this hobby is all about who you meet, and you meet a bunch of sick ass people. So so that being said, go down to the link below, join the Trap Talk Patreon family. You know, I, actually, I let people know what behind the scenes are going on with the, with the podcast. All sorts of inside stuff happens with the Trap Talk Patreon family. We get together every Sunday for a Trap Talk Zoom, <laughs> Trap Talk Zoom session that goes down at 6 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Enough is said. Go down to the link below. I love all my Patreon family so much. Thank you for supporting me. You guys are real ones. All right. So. What is good with the early birds? Let's see who's up in the building right now. Damn, let's see. There's so many people in the early birds. I want to give some people some shout-outs. What is good at Pacific Rim Serpents? Let's go. I know you're ready for a good show, man. That's actually a Patreon homie right there. So shout-out to the homie Pacific Rim Serpents. Damn, AB already with the super chat. What is good, AB? Adrian Blue up in the house. That's another Trap Talk Patreon family all day. Any super chat questions will be asked to the homie, the real Tarzan. So if you have any like questions, and guess what? The homie real Tarzan said he's an open book. We're willing to talk about anything. So if you have a question out there that you really want to get to uh, to, uh, to Mike, a.k.a. the real Tarzan, Super Chat's going to be your way to do it. But shout out to the homie AB for being in the building. What is good, Nate Dog? How you doing, player? Thanks for being here. Jason Holbrook, what is good? Thanks for being here, player. How are you doing? The homie Jay Hendo in the building. What up, Jay? How you doing, bro? Um, yeah, dude, this is going to be a heavy one for sure. 1776 Exotics, what is good? Um, hold on, Mike's just hit me up. 
All right, sorry. Uh, he's literally just got done getting his whole like side of his leg tatted and stuff like that. But he's about to be on it in a couple of minutes. But I'm gonna say hi. So, say, so, so, say when they went up to the early birds. Marlon, what is good, homie? Marlon just sent this full some trap production. Sent him a couple leopard pied females. This full stacking. What is good? Uh, damn, dude, your name. Oh, Rayanna. Okay, because there's another person named Runyon or some shit. So I get you guys confused. But Rayanna reptiles. Rayanna's reptiles. What is good? Thanks for being here. Uh, Eric's Morse Factory, what is good? Thanks for being here. The homie Jacob in the building. Patreon management all day right there. What is good? The homie Tyler King, big time Trap Talk Patreon family right there. 845 Exotics, what's good? I haven't talked to you in a minute, bro. What is good, man? Good to see you. 845. The homie Brandon Wheeler at Morelia House, working on some sick-ass carpets and scrubs and you name it, man. Go follow the homie Brandon Wheeler. Uh, Tasty Hill Herp, what is good? Let's see, who else is in here? I, this is your time. If you want to say shit right now, is your time because I'm killing time right now. Calvin Garcia, what is good, little frijole? The homie Calvin Garcia, who's definitely building up an empire. This motherfucker got heat. I'll tell you that right now. Ritual Reptiles, what is good? Thank you for being here. Oh, what? Got a homie right here in the building. Reptile Clubs 310, what is good? Uh, let's see. Oh, got my wife in the building. What's up, wife? How you doing? I need to drink some water because my mouth's getting cotton. Damn, how's your workout going, babe? Where were you working out? Your glutes? I'm just kidding. Relax. Everyone needs to relax right now. Uh, let's see. What is the, Oh, we got the homie Harry in the building. What's up, Harry? Thanks for tuning in. I hope you're ready for a good show. Canada in the building. You know I love Canada all day, every day. The homie Nate Dog. Snake Trap for the win. You already know, bro. Snake Trap's winning. If you're in the Snake Trap right now, you're, already, you're tuned in to the coolest reptile podcast in the world. Hands down. Uh, let's see. Who else? Aiden. The homie Aiden. What is good? Aiden, you made a Trap Talk se session. Proud of you, my boy. Thanks for being here. Shout out to me, Aiden. Definitely a young trapper. The youngest trapper that we have, but definitely one of the most savage ones, 100%. Shout out to me, Aiden. And then we got the homie right here, Antoine. What is good, Antoine Hood? High Desert Pythons. If you guys don't already, please go follow my man, Antoine Hood. This will well deserves to be over 10K for sure. Um, but he's going to get there in like any day now. So anyways, go give him a follow on Instagram if you don't already. He works with uh, some high design, like some high level fucking department areas of ball pythons and whatnot. And he's about to hit some crazy shit and just really be living a lavish life. Uh, but go follow the homie Antoine. What's good, Antoine? Aurora, what is good, Aurora? Thanks for being here. The homie Troy in the building. Damn, what up, Troy? How you doing, bro? How you doing? Uh, Matt Summers. What is good, Matt Summers? Thanks for tapping in, Matt Summers. Damn, we know another homie, Matt, in the building. What's good, Matt? Thanks for tapping in. Go give my homie Evolution Exotics a follow. Uh, this fool's keeping some really sick-ass chondros, and he's on. has a sick-ass ball python game going on as well. So shout to the homie, Matt. Thank you for being a trapper. I appreciate you so much. Reptafari, that is tight. Finally catching a live. Yeah, thanks for being here, man. I appreciate it. Uh, he's tuning in here, guys, so just hang out tight. Um, and uh, let, let me see. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah, killing time. We're good. We're good. Uh, let's see. Who's still here? We got the homie. Oh, what? Got Nicholas in the building. What's up? Got renowned reptiles in the building. What is good? Thanks for tapping in. I appreciate it. Uh, then we have, oh, what's up, Lily? Lily just got some trap production as well. What is good, Lily? Thanks for tapping in. I appreciate it. I hope the uh, new rivals are doing well. I uh, got the homie Jerome in the building. What is good, Jerome? Thanks for tapping in. I appreciate you heavily. Uh, let's see. Mac Lorenzo. What is good, Mac Lorenzo? Uh, shout out to homie Mac, dude. I just got a sick-ass gift. And a letter from the homie Mac Lorenzo. I got to say, bro, thank you so much for that. I appreciate you. Um, and, yeah, definitely some sick shit. Uh, all right, man. So let's see what's going on here with the homie Mike. Yeah, it's not a every – it's not, not, not a typical guest. You know what I mean? I just – the guy has a lot going on. So he's going to come on, and we're going to rock the damn show. But I can tell you right now, okay, I mean, 
Good thing about what's going to go down tonight is we have somebody who's coming to the platform who typically is not involved in, you know, the type of breeders I typically bring on and whatnot. You know, he is working with animals on like a zookeeping level, you know, and he has a YouTube channel, but he also has a lot of other shit, which we're going to tap into as soon as he comes on. And I think he's here right now, man. But at the end of the day, there's if it's one thing I don't typically do is I typically don't like, you know. I don't know. We all know that Trap Talk with MJ has, you know, the sickest podcast, or sickest podcast, the sickest intro, right? Definitely one of the sickest intros. Hold on one second. Let me make sure he's good. Are you good? Yeah. All right. But what I was saying is at the end of the day, I would never really rock anyone else's intro, but my intro. Um, but, I, you know, real keeps real, real recognized real. I'll tell you that right now. So we're, we're finally going to tap into things because my man's tapping in from Florida. And shit's about to go down. Tarzan in the house. His name is the real Tarzan. My man, the real Tarzan, came down. 24-year-old Michael Holston out on the water at night. With its scenes of charging rhinos, savage pygmies, and the great hunter. Tarzan. Sounds like a couple sometimes. Ladies and gentlemen, here we have Mike motherfucking Holston, the real <laughs> in the building. What is good, player? Oh, and then he drops. Damn, what do you know? He's going to come back in. Well, look, we saw that he was here, so we know I ain't fucking, I, I, I ain't clickbaiting you guys. I swear to God. Damn, that intro was hard. Here he is. He's jacking. Here he is. Oh, see, there he is. <laughs> Dude, you're crazy, man. What's good, though? What's up, man? My, I got you. You're on your way home right now, aren't you? Yeah, man, that's my fault. My schedule's all crazy, running around. Uh, I didn't want to cancel, you know, because of, you know, schedule conflicts on my end. So here I am. I should be in better yeah. light as we keep going, but yeah, let's do it, man. I'm here for a minute, so. Doug, man, okay, Mike, I got to say, thank you so much for fucking with me. I got to say, appreciate you taking the time. Go figure. I don't know what you, what it is with you Florida motherfuckers, but you guys love getting tatted, man. Um, <laughs> I have so many cats. That every time I talk to them, they're like, oh, man, I'm getting blasted and exactly what was happening to you. But man, yeah. before, before we get into things and whatnot, man, for anyone who doesn't know how far back your involvement with animals goes, kind of give us a little background. How long have you really been 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 with animals the way you are at this you know at this level and when i say level just with your love and everything uh, i mean i wouldn't say you know like it's a time frame because it's been my whole life you know um i got lucky enough to be born into a family that loved animals that had animals you know exotic animals regular animals so um i also had geeks of animals in my family too and i can say that to you or the people listening to like, you know, some people geek out on chondros, some people geek out on tarantulas, you know. Right. I had an uncle that geeked out on like breeding rats and roaches, you know, and and, and and taking in birds with their feathers plucked and getting them back to normal. So he was a geek in that apartment and I got to see, 
different types of love for my family and be passed down to me. So, you know, when I got home to my little collection, you know, it just, I wanted to geek over it too. And over the, over the years, it just got geekier and geekier, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, cause, I mean, at the end of the day, man, you're in Florida, bro. So the sky's the limit with the kind of shit you could work with down there. I know rules, you know, I mean, I know the laws are typically hitting the fan down there as we speak. But, um, you know, as far as like, the reptiles, right? You know, because this 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 channel is primarily wrapped around reptiles, you know, but it's all about all animals, to be honest. But, um, but like, you know, your love with the snakes and everything, like, have you always been in the snakes since the beginning or did that love kind yeah, of come like, down the road? I got my first pet captive snake at four. So um, I had a, uh, I had a red tail. Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure who's like, you know, can go far back, but I, I, I come from New England, Rhode Island. So, you, okay. know, where, you know where nerds at. My right, hometown right. is like not even an hour from Nerd, you know. Not saying that I went there a lot, but there was a reptile store there called Regal Reptiles, and um, they had fuck tons of reptiles, bro. I mean, they were importing croc monitors. They had like you know fifty adult sulcatas. They had big, huge alligator snappers and a slew of snakes. Um, so I, I would always go there on the weekends or whenever I had time to beg my parents to let me go to the pet store. You know, and every time right. I went there, I would, I would beg for a snake. So um, I got my first red tail at four, my fourth birthday party, turning five. Um, I got a, you know, I got my first red tail. So were, were you known in school as as a, the dude with animals and shit like that? Like everyone kind of knew you as that or what? Yeah, as time went on, I was I was real shy going up. So I, I wasn't like much of a talker. You know, okay. but when I did talk, it was about animals, you know. So people knew that I liked animals. They just, they just didn't know I had I wasn't right. an animal guy because they didn't know I had animals at home, you know, until right. show and tell hit and people's bringing in their, you know, action figures or whatever, you know, for show and tell. And I'm bringing in a DK snake or, you know, a, 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 um, a, a garter snake, you know, and I'm like, yo, this is my pet, you know, and I'm like, yo, you got pet snakes at home. So that's when I became the, the kid at school with the pets, <laughs> you know, right. the pet snakes. But yeah, yeah it's always I been like that, man. Now, were you were you an athlete in school? Like, did you play any sports? Yeah, man. Uh, I, I played football uh, nice. from about sixth grade through college. I played one year of college, and um, I played wide receiver. Um, okay. And I wrestled in high school too. I wrestled. I wrestled for three years at nice. uh, one eighty two, um, one seventy. Um, so yeah, I, I love I love I love sports. I love I love competing, man. Yeah, okay, and then uh, remind me, man. I, I I don't know if you ever dropped your age, but how old are you, bro? I'm 28. I just turned 28 a couple of days ago. Oh, respect. Happy happy uh, belated birthday, bro. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. 28, man. Okay, I gotta say, man. I I've, I just within the last four or five years started working working with the animals that I work with. I don't I don't think I worked with as much as you worked with nearly, but I feel like being around with animals so much could definitely mature you, man. Like, I feel like it kind of puts you on a different, like, eyesight of things and whatnot. So, I mean, you working with animals, like, the way you do now that, you know, as far as that you're able to vlog and do that, how long has that been going on for now? Um, as far as, like, documenting and, like, giving it to the public, it's only been about, about five years. Um, I, I always documented things here and there, but it wasn't for everybody else. It was for me, you know. So it wasn't, it was more so like, okay, now I'm documenting before I was just, you know, I was filming whenever I felt like it. If I saw something cool or if I, if my phone was out, you know, I would take a picture here and there. But, you know, there, there, there were times in my life where I didn't have 
you know, the, the mental need to take the photo or make the video or document the experience or the animal had in captivity or what I was working with, you know, because I didn't care to show it to anybody. You know, it, it was right. for me. You know, right. I, I, I didn't have the responsibility of educating or having a platform to just further different things, you know, for my audience. So about five years, I had, you know, five years ago, I had like 6,000 Instagram followers. And literally within the calendar year, like 365 days, I had 5 million followers and like, and like 600,000 subs on YouTube, you know, in the blink of an eye. So it just like, it, it kicked off so fast. I wasn't prepared for it. Well, I, I, you know, I had to catch, I had to, I had to catch on and, 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 and roll with the punches and learn as I went, you know, I started really studying socials to be able to pose and keep up because you know how it goes. I mean, I feel like the biggest thing, like, I, I mean, I'm nowhere nearly as like kind of being under a spotlight the way you are, but obviously with this podcast and shit, like more people watch and stuff like that. So I'm, I do know that like, you know, people people can be humans like you know people make fucking any mistakes they can make but when you make a mistake under a huge spotlight where there's so many people looking at you it's kind of fucked up like it's kind of like you know what i mean like you're almost you're you almost you're almost are kept from able from living from having to live a life that anyone else has to live you know yeah if that makes any sense but um so okay with that being said man like let me ask you this so with you pushing the youtube and that happening like did you like felt like you needed to up like like did you up your your vlogs like did you hire people like what like what happened with that transition of you getting so many more subscribers yeah man um you know it was more so of being you know uh fully transparent in yourself is what your audience wants you know which which right. in return gives you the subscribers like you and the and the, and the and the followers it's the authenticity you know it's not like i want to go out there and be like somebody else you know, or, or I wasn't like watching someone else's YouTube channel and mimicking their stuff, you know, watching someone's social and mimicking their stuff. I just wanted to do my own thing. And if it hit, it hit, it didn't, it didn't, you know? So, um, I hope I, hope I answered the question. Love. I'm not, no, no, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Now, now my biggest thing is, man, is like, I want to know the effect it had on you locally. You know what I mean? Cause obviously you, you fucked with a lot of people with, when it came to animals, like, you know, you obviously probably trusted and, and would like probably go to their places or whatever. But like, I'm sure there was things that fucking you had to like almost sacrifice because how big you were blowing up and not that it was your choice, but it was just the fact that it came with your territory, you know? So basically what, what kind of like results did your success with what you're doing now have with all your relationships, like locally, like, or just in the state of Florida? Uh, something good, something bad, you know, um, it's, I put a lot of time into certain things or projects or portions of my life that when I became more independent in a business aspect and in a social aspect, you know, those relationships weren't the same no more, whether they were good or whether they were bad, you know, because I was just spending time there. I was spending time on other projects that were taking, you know, my mental further or taking the platform further or taking whatever I was learning in the afternoon animals further. So, um, and also a, a lot of relationships grew, you know, uh, a yeah. lot of people would say, hey, what's up? I went from being this, you know, which I still feel in my mind, I'm just regular Joe Schmo that loved animals, you know, that has, you know, pet store animals at, at his house, you know? Right. Um, so from being that just regular guy to going out and people, you know, taking photos or, you know, asking for a selfie or just asking me, you know, questions about their dog or their snake, you know, that they got at home for me to help them. It was, it was real cool to experience that, you know? Right. 
It was, right. it was good, but it, it kind of gave it, it brought me back to where I started. You know, I started working in a pet store before. You know, when I was like, I, I left college, and I would, I built a reputation with a lot of people that had reptiles in the local community. Is where I was working in a pet store. So every time people would come buy rats or crickets or just supplies, or I would just get new snakes in as a manager or new reptiles as a, as a manager in the, in the reptile side. I would help these people and talk with them and also build with them. So right. the, the the relationship around that little local community of, of the pet store people started picking up more, more animals, people started getting more involved in detail because I was just geeking out and giving them, every, I couldn't keep it myself, but if someone else could keep it, they had the money to buy it and they would yeah. listen and they were mature enough to do it, they had a good experience. And I just, you know, it, it was like my drug, you know? So I right. had that same feeling on social media of people's. Is that me or him? It's probably cool, him. Cool feel, it? man. It's probably cool. me. So let me ask you this, Mike. Um, were you working yeah. with pet shops back in New England as well? Like, were you, or, or did, like, you know, when did you, like, start really getting your, like, your feet wet with working at pet shops? I didn't start working in a pet shop until I was able, like, since at 17, 18 years old, working in a pet shop. That's like actually working on, on the on the paycheck, you know. I used to volunteer all the time on the weekends, you know, growing up. Uh, I would go just literally ask questions. I would sweep up the floor. I would clean tanks, you know, pick up shit, you know, clean up the cricket bins, right. you know. Everything that would that nobody wanted to do or that was, like, dusty, I'm just volunteering because I wanted to not get kicked out the store. You know, right. just for sitting there all day. I wanted to do. I wanted to be productive or be active or somewhat help in order for me to ask questions to people that were more knowledgeable, so I could just keep learning. But I didn't start working until the I was like seventeen, in Georgia. In Georgia. I lived in, Georgia. I lived in Atlanta for a while. Yeah. Okay. Damn. All right. So you've been around a little bit. Yeah, I've been. In, I moved to Atlanta in 1999, and I was there from 1999 until about 2011, 2012. That's when okay. I moved to Florida after that. Okay, so 2012, and so two, two, what you said 2012 is when you moved to Florida. Yep. All right, so was that's what you're already done with high school at that point, right? When yeah, did you graduate? I was, I was, I was, I graduated high school, high school 2011. Right. In May. Right. So okay. that, uh, that, that following January, I was in Florida. So what, 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 dude, I broke. Florida's different, dog. Let me just say, okay. I mean, no, no disrespect. I, I, I mean, I don't want to say I talk shit about Florida, but I mean, I've been there, man. And it's Fort Lauderdale's no joke. Like, I went to go visit Sock, and the motherfucking <laughs> the way they drive down there, bro, it's just nuts. But yeah. I gotta say, you, what, you went to Sunrise. That's that's the swap shop area, dude, bro. No joke. It's like a real life video game, like GTA, like in real life. Yeah. Like it's it's no joke. But anyways, I gotta ask you, like, what brought you to Florida? Like, what was the main purpose of you wanting to move to Florida? I mean, me being real, like, you know, I was like, I, I, when I first came here, I was, I was young. I was 17, um, when I, I was 17, 18 when I first drove down here to Miami. I've been to Florida. I've been to Disney as a kid. And I went to Tampa one time, Orlando a couple of times, but I've never been to South Florida. South Florida is different than Tampa and Disney and all that other shit. When you get past West Palm Beach and, and uh, Palm Beach and you get in a uh, North Broward, you know, Pompano, falling down to Fort Lauderdale and then up in Miami. Right. It's a different world down here, you know? So I moved, I, I drove down for a weekend from Atlanta. I had a couple of days off of work. I drove down to Florida, 
and uh, I, you know, I drove from I, I drove from Atlanta and I went to South Beach. First time ever, you know, drove came on a random Tuesday. It's hot outside, you know. I took some back streets to like get gas, and I seen some fat ass iguanas just chilling on the side of the street. I never seen no shit like that in my life, you know. <laughs> so I'm like, holy shit, like that's a six foot five foot iguana, four foot iguana right there, you know. And then I'm like, I get out of the car and that's humid as shit. It's like middle of November. And it's hot. It's like 85 degrees outside. So I'm like, man, I could dig this. It's hot outside. I got lizards, you know. And I'm like now Googling how far the Everglades is. I don't, you know, I know, but I've never been down here. So, you know, 45 minutes, an hour away, I can go to the swamp and see alligators. Right. <laughs> you know, but in the, in the meantime, we drive in there. I only drive 10 minutes. And I look in the canal and it's alligators 10 minutes from the beach, you know. And I'm like, holy shit, this place is insane. Right, you know, and then of course I seen all the fine chicks down here, all the Spanish chicks. And <laughs> at, at the time, I, at the time I moved here or I came to visit, I think LeBron James was playing for the Heat. So every time they would go to the finals, there would be so many people from around the world like coming as tourists to catch the finals games right. and the playoff games, after parties and shit. So there were so many fucking people down here, but they were from all around the world. And I was like, yo, this is like a melting pot of just Grand Theft Auto shit, and I like it. I ain't going back to Georgia. No, for, I mean, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, clearly, clearly, whoever made Grand Theft Auto lived in Florida or some shit. I like, mean, they did. They made Vice City. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, for real. And to the T. And it's like I was getting goosebumps driving. I was, I was getting goosebumps driving through streets. I was like, yo, I've jacked cars from this corner before. <laughs> yeah. 110 times, like, bro, yeah. man. But honestly, I got, I love that kind of real life shit, bro. Like, you know, I, I'm, I got family in the East Coast, so anytime I go fly to New York. Like I see how miserable motherfuckers are because how cold it is over yeah. there. So like I get it, you know what I mean? You know, us West Coast people, we're we got a mate over here, bro. We're we're in paradise, you know. Like we don't, you know, like we don't deal with. I'm like we're like Florida. We don't deal with seasons. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's just one. It's just one type usually throughout the whole year. Um, but to go back to you moving to Florida, right? So you moved to Florida. Yeah. What were you, what did you have at that point? Like, did you just have like reptile? Like, did you bring a bunch of animals with you to Florida or what did you do? When I was was leaving Atlanta, um, at home at the time, I had to sell a bunch of things. I couldn't bring it. I I knew I couldn't transport certain animals to Florida and they would survive. They they wouldn't make the trip because I didn't know what the fuck I was getting myself into. Right. You know, so I had to like, you know, I had to cry it out, you know. And fucking give my animals up the ones that I, I knew couldn't make it and I had I didn't have a lot but I had like you know 10 15 things um I remember if I remember I, I'll, I'll tell you a story of, of my little collection I had um I used to go on Craigslist a lot and look on all the Craigslist ads from Atlanta all around Atlanta all around Alabama all around what, year, what year was this all around Mississippi this is 2011 2012 like I'm just not really right. figuring out the internet you know and and, and I, I, I can find and I, I had found out through a conversation I've heard that someone was selling you know like puppies or something <laughs> you know or kittens on Craigslist they were rehoming them so I would go on there and I would see people like give away free turtles and give away a boa constrictor or just like sell it for a rehoming fee so I started looking for different, you know, pet classified sections on the internet. And some lady in like Alabama, which wasn't too far, she had uh like a like she had like 16 adult king snakes and gopher snakes. And she was uh she I had bought two of them from her and she was driving down from Alabama to deliver them to me. 
I think I bought it for like 200 bucks a piece. And I gave it like, you know, like 50 bucks, 75 bucks to drive it, and drive it, you know, and do the gas money. So she drove them and then she ended up bringing like 10 more snakes and she was going to sell them, I guess, to a pet store or something on the way out. But I know she was bringing them. And I ended up like treating her like I gave her like, you know, like 400 bucks. And I had like, I had like, 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 like 50 bags of uh, rep bark, like the, the bedding. I would, I would just always take my yeah. money, save it and keep buying a bunch of bedding. So I always had like a bunch of stock or something. So I gave her like, I gave her like 30 bags of rep bark and a bunch of light bulbs, 400 bucks. I, I gave her everything I could possibly bargain with her to get the rest of her snakes that she brought. So Damn. I had like I had a, I had a cool collection of colubrids. That's how I really got deep into colubrids because I was always have babies and stuff growing up, like California king snakes and black and whites. Um, I had a couple of albino uh, Honduran milk snakes, and uh, I never got to really experience having a plethora of different adult species of colubrids. So when I got all those, I was super stoked. You know, I had I had one baby alligator. Um, I had uh, um, I had a, I had I had one uh, like ten foot green anaconda. Um, I had a yellow anaconda. I had a berm. Uh, I had a purple lavender retic, um, and I had a uh, adult tricolor monitor. Damn, and, you have a tricolor monitor, bro. That's one yeah. of my favorite. That's one of my favorite monitors, dude. And they're those. You can't even find them right now, bro. Yeah, I paid an arm and a leg for them back then. Um, I, ever since I bought them, I, I think I seen maybe two or three of them pop up since then. But I always regret, you know, giving up those snakes and my monitors and all that shit. So long story short, when I came to Florida, I came down. I had a pit bull. Um, I had a big blue pit bull, and uh, he was a, he was a gaudy razor's edge. And I had my ten foot yeah. anaconda. Everything else I sold to one of my buddies that did repticons. So I gave it to I went to his house and gave him all my stuff. And told him, you know, find a good home store. He kept a bunch of things to breed back, but the rest of the stuff he sold it. And uh, I packed my car and my truck with everything I had. A little, had a U-Haul truck, put my car in the back of it, grabbed, you know, my tanks and shit, my clothes, my trophies from football and shit growing up. And said, fuck and it. Fuck I'm it. out. I'm going to Florida. I'm out. You know, and 2012. I had my, I had, 2012. I had a duffel bag with a fucking snake in the front seat and my dog <laughs> in the passenger seat. And what a what a life, Florida from Atlanta. Let's go. What a life, man. And up being home. I got here, and, and and in a few weeks, I was homeless. I spent all my money. <laughs> Fast forward eight months after that, I didn't pay my storage on time. Just being an irresponsible little fucktard, and I was younger. And right. I lost my storage unit with all my stuff in it. They sold it for like a hundred bucks. Damn. Yeah. So oh. I ended I ended up not with, with no dog. I have my snake still. Um, and that's all I had left in my name for two years. Almost as shit, sleeping in my car, you know, just and literally the, fun yeah, times. What, what was it that you remember that turned around for you, if you could recall? I was happy, you know. I was very happy with my life. Even though I was homeless, uh, I was working at a, a reptile shop, and I was working uh, there part-time, and I was working at Petland the other part-time. Um, and even though I was broke and homeless, I was also working around tons of different species of animals, learning new things. Um, I was in a new environment, having no friends, no family, but like none of that shit bothered me. And I knew I was in the right place. You know, I could go to work at, regardless of when I got off the clock. Yeah, I was homeless. Yeah, I didn't have nowhere to go, but I was also like in fucking heaven. 
you know, just be able to go to work and see, you know, four blue tree monitors I never seen before in a book, you know, and, and then hatch out tegus, you know, sometimes in the season, the, the, the tegu season, or, you know, see different species of baby turtles all the way to big turtles. You know, I, I got to see, you know, a hundred different species of tarantulas and, and praying mantises. So I was super grateful for having a job uh, along the lines of my of my love and my passion, you know. So it was tough times, but what, tur what turned me around was me realizing like, hey, if you really focused and, 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 and got serious with your shit and got organized and worked all day and didn't bullshit and saved your money, you could probably do something like own your own pet store or something one day. So I just started getting real focused and serious after that, you know, and I spent about oh, two or three years, like barely on my phone, barely eating bullshit, going to the gym, studying, going to work, going to church, and that's it. No movies, no talking to no chicks, nothing, just focused. Bro, you know what you, know what you did that most of people just don't have it in them to ever do? Just because they're they rather just live a comfortable nine to five miserable life and do something that they truly hate is they're not willing to sacrifice anything. Um, and like you know, at the end of yeah. the day, if you want to get somewhere where you want to be happy, there's things right then and there that you probably have to sacrifice, and people just don't want to sacrifice it. You know what I mean? So what they do is they live with the yeah. roof over they live with a really small roof over their head. Um, and 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 they never outgrow their potential, bro. And 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 what's crazy is like shit nowadays is proving this because there's motherfuckers just putting shit out on youtube that's eventually hitting shit and making a living off of it and people yep. are looking around like what's like i've been working at this job for 30 years and you know like and this motherfucker is making what you're making in one video you know what i mean so it's like yeah. and, and, and it's all because you just got to put yourself out there and sometimes it's it's you fucking sacrificing shit man and the fact that you had a ride homeless and you lived that type of life bro Bro, that was a sacrifice, bro. Like, I mean, I'm sure you could have went back home. I'm sure there's could have been so many different things you could have done. Who knows? But you fucking wrote it out, man. And here you are right now, bro. Yeah, it wasn't easy, man. You know, and no, people no. that are listening, you know, there's probably some people out there that's going to be in the same situation or even worse that I was in right now or, right. or have experienced it or they will experience it in the future. You know, and just don't give up, man. Have faith, you know, work on the days that you don't want to work. You know, there's been, there was, again, there was plenty, plenty, plenty of days. I, I woke up in my car and I'm like, man, fuck this. Right. You know, but the other side of me over, over, always overrode it. And uh, I remember, you know, the thing that hurt me the most was giving up. I had to give up my dog because I ended up, after two years, I had to go back to Georgia for like eight months because I had nowhere to go. I wasn't, you know, I, I couldn't get to work on time because everywhere I was parking my car, I was getting towed because I didn't have registration because i couldn't afford it you know I, I got enough parking tickets to where i was on my license to where i couldn't get my license to get my registration <laughs> you know so and, and once you're in once you're in that pit hole and shit you're, it's it's like good luck you're basically going through cars exactly yeah you know? and uh in there bro damn i ended up uh i ended up getting arrested for driving without license and driving without <laughs> registration you know got out of got jail the next day and I couldn't drive my car at the impound lot, so I had a friend come pick me up, and uh, she's picking me up. She my she crashed my car, so <laughs> she like totaled it. Same Damn. day I got out, so I'm Damn. like, I I took another sign like, okay, you need to go back home and refocus, regroup. yeah, regroup, 
and come back stronger. But I didn't want to because my ego wouldn't let me. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to feel like I was quitting, you know? Right, right. So, but I ended up going back anyway. Um, I spent eight months at home, you know, recalibrating, getting my thoughts back together. And then uh, I ended up taking another trip down. And I never looked back. And I said, yo, I'm going to work fucking all day, every single day around the clock. I'm going to ask everybody I see questions. I'm going to, I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to save my money. I'm going to do whatever I got to fucking do to make it. As long as I don't, as long as I have food, um, you know, to eat and my animals are good that I do have responsibility for, I won't complain about shit. And that's what I did. I came back and (laughs) that's where it all started. So it sounds like the animals was what was your biggest drive. I feel like you feels. I mean, yeah. from, from what it seems like, you know, because yeah. you're not you're not married or anything, but you got so much involved with the animals, like, and, and you're and you're just blowing up with shit right now with it. Yeah, man, uh, it's a blessing. You know, it's also like a, it's also a tribute to my animals I had in the past. You know, right. when I when I so, when I came here and I you know I lost my dog, I had to give him up because I couldn't. I had nowhere to go. You know. Like the, the people Where'd that, that was, dog go? Who'd you who'd you give him to? If you don't let me ask, I had, I had I had a friend that was at my church, and he said, "Hey, you know, I was going through a hard time. My pastor pulled me to the side, and he's like, yo, 'Yo, I'm gonna get you. I'll help you get a ticket. You know, back to your, you know, back to your, your, you know, back to Georgia.' I'm like, all right, and I'm trying to like figure out how I'm gonna get my dog on an airplane and get him back. And he's like, "Yo, you're not being realistic, kid. You know, you need to. You can't take care of your, can't take care of this dog. You can't take care of yourself. Look at you. Look at your life." You know, yeah. and it gave me a real sense of like understanding of like, fuck, he's right. You know, we gotta park over there, but sorry, go around. Um, so you know, I felt, I felt, I felt, I let my dog down so much because, you know, it was, it was, I, ha- I had him for three years. He's my best friend, and you know, I, at the end of the day, I had to, I had to make a cut, and he made the cut to make it to Florida, and I did everything I can to take care of him up until, you know that point of me having to give it away and it's like it was like literally ripping my chest ripping my heart in my chest so tripping you know, my I, chest right now yeah man it was it was tough that's why you, people like they don't, they don't understand why i have dogs now or like a bunch of dogs Bro. i've always had dogs you know so i told myself i would never get another dog again i would never get another animal again unless i could i would die for it to take care of it you know, and that's the and, thing, man. I want to give you so much props and respect because Pipples, man. I have two Pipples. Pipples is my, they're my life, and the mm-hmm. fact that you have how, what are, what are the total Pipples that you have? I want to just make sure I have the number right. I got, I got a dozen right now. A dozen. Home. Okay, yeah. you have a dozen at home, but to have do- a dozen Pipples all interact takes so much work. Like that is like, dude, you have to literally spend time individually with them just to make sure that you have that bond. You have a video out on it. I love it, um, but. That right there, like I already – here's the thing, Mike. I could see your work ethic through your videos, man, because I, I, I don't know what video it was, but I was I almost gagged because it, it was super hot and sweaty and you were fucking stuffing rats with uh, some fucking like uh, – some, some of your concoction. It was like some vitamin yeah. shit. But, dude, there was flies. Like, dude, it was humid, hot, and I could tell you were nonstop sweating. You were dripping sweat. 
but you're here you are just fucking like just putting in work and i was like damn bro like this was fucking grinding like you could tell this and then you're like building enclosures so non-stop and then when i saw the pitbulls though that's when i was like dude this was really on a whole nother level with his animal game just because you got to understand there's people who have reptiles right but there's not people not too many people who have the capacity of reptiles love for reptiles but then have pitbulls mixing in with that as well that takes a exactly. lot that's fucking like you got to be a fucking like like i don't know like a dr doolittle in a sense real tarzan type shit like i'm dead i just not everyone could do that like it's it's real shit like you got to be a fucking person meant for that type of shit and it's not easy so damn yeah man it's like it's i felt as who i was you know and who i was groomed to be i wouldn't be able to have the experience with the dog without having family teach me you know right um hold on one sec you're good you're good troy i got your uh i got your uh super chat right now I'm about to drop your question in just a second um but yeah yeah you, you uh you about to go to your your spot right now mike no, no no i'm good i'm good okay cool cool all right so real quick um i i, I do want to ask a question from somebody in the super chats real quick mike if whenever you get a second all right so this is for the homie troy all right, so shout out to me, Troy. So Troy says, uh, Mike, first, thanks for taking the time to be on here with MJ. My question is, with the laws going south south in Florida, do you have any involvement with working towards law reform within the pet trade? Yeah, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say I have direct involvement. Um, I mean, in all reality, you know, they're going to do what they want to do. They're going to regulate what they want to regulate. There's nothing that us can do. There's nothing that I can do individually. Yeah, I have a platform. Yeah, I have a voice. But, like, at the end of the day, there's not animal people making these regulations. These people don't know what the hell they're talking about from what I can see and what I'm asking and I'm getting told by the people that can have a voice and have a change and making, you know, the, the rule changes. Uh, they're, they're denying permits to people that have been in business for 30, 40 years, you know. And they've, and they've had permits 30 and 40 years consecutively. So now that they're asking questions of, hey, why can't I get re my permit renewed? And they're not giving you a response. You're just not getting your permit renewed. Then that shows you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How, the way the way the things go, things are going. But it's also our fault too, you know? It's, everybody having all these animals and so much animals that are loose here doesn't help. Right. I mean, I, yeah. I want to ask. I want to ask you this, Mike. Have you ever heard of U.S. Arc? Like, do you know what U.S. Arc is? Of course. Okay, cool. Yeah, because if it's one thing that's like, if it's one thing that any of us can do is fucking, you know, help U.S. Arc go out and fight all these people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Um, and you know, not everyone knows what U.S. Arc is. So I was just curious if you knew it. So that's what's. I'm. I'm glad you know what. Yeah, US yeah. I, I I would love to support U.S. Arc. I, I just like to talk to like these companies and these uh these charities or whoever you know i don't mean no disrespect by saying the company for charities you know i know usr handles you know these these laws so i would love to talk to somebody that is like directly involved so i can help whether it's with donations or pushing information or pushing links you know for my platform or just getting people together to help you know with the process of helping all of us in florida because it's not just florida as at stake they're going to come to californians too don't, oh yeah don't think, bro, I, I, don't I don't think, think i don't think yeah no hell no bro trust bro not if it's one thing everyone is constantly rant, uh, talking about how everyone's going to be infected by this it's not just florida florida's yeah. just one of the first ones because i mean it's just 
it is what it is because shit's hitting the fan most in Florida. You know what I mean? Um, fuck, the only state that's not going to be messed with is Texas, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, Texas is undefeated. <laughs> Texas is undefeated. Um, Give me one second, one second. Yeah, take your time. Uh, but that was a good question, Troy. I'm glad you asked that. Uh, you know, and, you know, obviously what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to talk to Phil and try to get Phil and uh, Mike connected and maybe they can get something together because at the end of the day, more eyes, the better. And I feel like everyone should know if anyone loves an animal, anyone needs to know what the fuck US Arc is, plain and simple. Um, so good question, Troy. I appreciate that. Uh, and then we're going to ask our next super question, uh, super chat question here from the homie Adrian Blue. Um, but before we do that, Adrian, I just want to say thank you for everyone who's tuning in. Do your boy a favor. If you're watching this, especially if this is your first time, hit that like button, man. We got the real Tarzan on Trap Talk with MJ. He's on his way home from getting a tattoo. Shit's just getting started, man. I have a shitload of things I still need to talk to this guy about. Um, but I appreciate everyone tapping in. appreciate everyone tuning in because uh, this shit's still going to be going on. And like I said, hit that like button for the homie Tarzan um, and subscribe to the channel. I appreciate you guys so much. If you are listening to this on Apple or Spotify or Google Play, do your boy a favor, rate and review me. Greatly appreciated. And yeah, man, numbers are booming on those side of the platform. So I appreciate that shit big time. So Adrian, we're going to get your question here in just a second. Um, and let's see, man. Hope everyone's doing good. How you doing, uh, Mike? Uh, I'm gonna ready to get an elevator, so give me like 30 seconds, and I'll be uh I'll be in right in front of the you know better lighting and stuff. All like right, that. I'll see I'll see you right now. All right, cool. So, little intermission, okay? Looks like uh, what should I do? Should I smoke a dab or some fuck? I don't know, I don't know, but I'm pretty excited because this is going really well, and I'm really uh, happy to be here. I guess fucking cheers. But who's all right? So this is my time to see who's inside the live chat. So who's inside the chat? Family Jewels, what is good? Support US Arc for reals. I'm, uh, I don't think I'm done with the whole US Arc talk. I think I'm gonna tap more uh, about US Arc with Mike as we go further into the interview and whatnot. But uh, for sure, support US Arc all day, every day. What's this? Macho Man Savage Stoner. That's sick. I love the real Tarzan. He's a good look for us black reptile owners from the hood. Respect. <laughs> that's a sick ass name for sure what's up drew your big sis is geeking out right now is that who, who's big sis damn who's big sis you talking you're talking about my big sis you don't talk about my big sis uh what's up tommy big fan what is good uh let's see uh marlin what is good homie marlin is building still who else is in here man damn i haven't been to to be honest i need to catch up on everything I've been too busy. Calvin in the building. What is good? Damn. The homie Alan right here in the building. Uh, good looking on the super chat, Alan. We'll, I'll drop that in just a second. Uh, don't even trip, but I appreciate it. Guys, any super chats gets uh, forwarded to US Arc. So fucking fuck with you. Fuck with the trap. You fuck with US Arc. That's plain and simple. I appreciate you so much, Alan. Thank you so much. The homie Matt's still here. What is good? Uh, I guess I should just smoke a fucking fat dab right now, man. I mean, it is what it is. I should play a song. I would play a song, but then this would get monetized. Um, I could play something that's not, like, tapped in. Dab break? Yeah, let's do a dab break. Oh, man. Shout out to the homie Mac Lorenzo. Let's see. Oh, the homie. Okay, we'll talk about ballistic pythons, okay? Because I had ballistic pythons on last Saturday. Canada's on fucking fire right now. I'm telling you right now. This dude right here has heat. He's one of the guys who's working with more than just ball. He's one of those guys who's working with more than just uh, ball pythons, but he's doing it right. 
Um, he's hatching out Angolians. Uh, he has boas. Bunch of sick shit going on over there at June. June's? I said that right. June's uh, uh, collection. Ballistic pythons. Thanks for tapping in, bro. Um, I guess since we're in intermission right now, I will talk about this Saturday's guest because apparently like Canada's like, yo, this girl's been on fire. What's good. I'm literally getting hit up by people. I haven't talked to in a long time from Canada telling me how excited they are to have Nicole Lyons on this Saturday's trap talk with MJ coffee and dab session. That's right. So we're going to be in Canada uh, with Nicole Lyons and I'm excited to see what this girl's uh, really working with. Apparently she's working with some serious heat. So we'll see what that's all about, man. Uh, but yeah, man, thanks for tapping in, guys. Sit tight. I'm going to heat this rig up. And while I do that, you guys fucking just, if you have any questions or anything, right now is your time to kind of get those questions together because as soon as Mike taps right back in, we're going to get things rolling again. And yeah, that's that. So I'm going to smoke. I just realized how like my audio listeners are going to be like, what the fuck is going on right now? Like they're definitely going to be skipping some parts. I'm probably frustrated, but listen, this is just, this, this is, it ain't, it ain't no editing or, you know, this is live. When you, this, whatever happens live happens live. You feel me? So since we got time to kill, you're going to watch MJ get lit as fuck. I'm going to smoke my fucking ass off. This moment too. Cause the higher I get, the more knowledgeable I get with my questions. <laughs> Just kidding. Actually, the higher I get, the more hungrier I get. The more I start thinking about uh my burrito and fucking signature uh taco shop session after every podcast that I complete. All right, cheers, guys. The real Tarzan, baby. Intermission. Let's go. That one goes out to Mac Lorenzo. <laughs> oh, boy. What do you guys think about, like, breeders being more open about them smoking weed? <laughs> do you really feel like that's going to be something that's going to be eventually a bad look on the hobby? Really? This is just something that's coming off the top of my head right now. Because <laughs> there's been plenty of times where I've smoked with breeders who are like so comfortable now because I smoke and they're like, Oh man, like for years I thought this was like fucking blasphemy. Like you can't do this. But then I've also met breeders who are still refuse to ever let anybody know that they smoke, but they smoke. So you still have two people that are kind of like cool with it, but then like, fuck that, you know, kind of like that's terrible, you know, especially like people who work in the zoo field. Right. Um, you know, yeah. Some people who work in the zoo field who feel like at, you know, Anyone who smokes weed and works with animals shows that they're a complete danger to not only to themselves, to others. But I don't feel like that's true. And maybe I'm just saying that now because I'm lit as fuck. But I guess we're going to go back to saying what up to people in the live chats. Points, pythons, what is good? What is bracket? Thanks for being here. Patreon. 
fucking family member all day, every day. Thank you so so much for supporting the trap. It means a lot. Antonio Gonzalez, what is good? <coughs> Just rescued a pit from the woods. God damn. You know, like I made a good uh, point. I don't know if it's a good point, but it's an MJ point. This is my point. Uh, the way I look at like venomous, you know, like rattlesnakes and cobras and shit like that. I feel like they're like, wait, am I even making sense with that? No, I think no, because I was going to relate that to keeping pit bulls, but I, I don't know. A, I don't think like people should breed pit bulls um, just because there's not enough good humans out there to take care of a pit bull. Uh, pit bulls are something that takes so much attention. They're not something that you could just fucking put in a backyard and feed every fucking day. You got to literally give that thing time. You can't make a pit bull jealous. You can't make it feel like it's being neglected because a pit bull will act like a pit bull. And, but like almost any dog could act like that. Right. But pit bulls are just like, you don't want to neglect the pit bull. They're, they're full of love. They want to love something so much. That's all they want is to love something. So when you refuse something of that, it could go weird. And, and it's so sad to, to hear that fucking, you know, well, shout out to the homie Antonio for rescue it. Thank you. But for a piece of shit human to just throw a fucking pit bull into the woods, unless the pit bull ran away, which my dogs ran away before stupid fireworks. Uh, but Antonio, you're a saint. Way to do that. Um, oh, shit. Here we go. He's back in the building with some lighting. There he is. I think Much you're... better, right? Oh, yeah. I see you. You're good. All right. Cool. Oh, man. I, we were just checking it out. So I was going through some of the uh, comments here. And, uh, you know, I don't know, man. It's I love pit bulls, but I feel like humans don't deserve to breed and keep pit bulls at this point. I really don't. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, it's like it's like reticulated pythons, you know? Like, I love reticulated pythons, but should people be breeding them and shit like that? No, I don't. I think that's something that America's should be around anymore, unfortunately, just because how bad humans are with it. Um, and this guy, look what he said. Just rescued a pit bull from the woods that someone threw away. That's fucked up. Yeah, man. Uh... And, and what does a pit bull want to do? It just wants to love something. That's all it wants to do. Exactly. And when and when you 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 when you take something away from that from a dog that just wants to love it's gonna act up you know but um, I mean since we're talking about the dogs and, and whatnot I mean at what point were you you know did you get back on getting more pit bulls and stuff like that so I know you went through the heartbreak of losing what was his name do you know do you, do you remember his name or what was yeah, his name, his name was Bam it? Bam okay so Bam his when name, you lost yeah I, can you hear me okay. yeah yeah good. Yeah, when you lost Bam, I mean, after after you lost Bam or, or or no longer had Bam, when did you regroup and get a pit bull again? Took some years, man. You know, I you know, it's like uh, some people look at them as dogs. You know, some people look at them as animals, which they are. They are dogs. They are animals. But to me, they were like a part of me. You know, they were like uh, closer than family. You know, they were like. They're like, they're like my kids in a sense. Your you kids, know, if I, if, they are if for I, sure. If I had a wife and, you know, we had kids, they would be pit bulls. You know what I'm saying? That's how I looked at them. That's how I treated them. That's how I thought about them. You know, I didn't look at them as a dog, you know. Um, so when I lost them, it, it was like it, what I'm what I'm saying probably isn't the right thing to say. But the best way I can explain it is like a, if a woman lost her kid or a, 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 a man lost their human kid. It destroyed me, so I didn't want to ever just jump and say, "Oh, let me get another dog to replace it," because I know the relationship and bond I had with them, it couldn't be just replaced with another dog. 
you know, and I wasn't mentally, you know, or emotionally there to give another dog that, that time or declare conscience, you know, that, that it deserved. Like you said, pit bulls deserve and need a lot of stuff. You can't just put in the backyard and feed it, you know, right. They require a lot. So, um, I didn't get dogs. I didn't get a dog until 2000 and uh, 18. Okay. Yeah, 2018. I, I got a dog again. So. And what was and what was that dog? What dog? What was that dog's name? That's the dog I got now, Shuggy. Shuggy. Okay. Yeah, I got I got a big, huge pit bull. I post all the time. Big old head. Yeah. Yeah, that's my that's my baby boy. Okay, uh, and so Shuggy, Shuggy, you got Shuggy, and then what, what, when did the next dog come? Uh, I had him, and then um, I ended up getting another dog off of Craigslist because I was like, man, my dog needs a friend. You know, I wanted to have fun and, you know, play with another dog, you know, so I go on Craigslist, right. and, uh, and I saw, I was my, my intent was to get an older spade female. Um, so I looked, I found one I could rescue, I ended up going there and I hit the lady up. She's like, yeah, I got dogs left, you know, but I sent her like kind of sort of the wrong text. Like, Hey, I want to come look at your dog. So she gave me an address and she had like eight dogs. So she didn't know which one I was talking about. Right. So when I got to the dog I was looking for, she had sold it that day. She had not sold it, but rehomed it already. Right. And I was like, damn, but she had like puppies. She had like three puppies left out of like a litter she had. And, um, you know, one of them, one of them came around the corner and he like, Came out the garage. He ran full speed at me. He was like a little puppy, bro, like this big. And I was oh. like, oh, what's up, little buddy? And he just came down and bit the shit out of me. And I said, <laughs> oh, man, I love this kid's personality. So I played with him for like 10 minutes. He's like, yeah, he's not for sale. That's my husband's dog. He picked him. He's keeping him. I'm like, call your husband right now. Because the lady had, the lady was pregnant. And she had a bunch of animals. She had like six, like I said, like six dogs. She right. had a lemur. She had a couple of snakes. She had a quadamundi. And I'm like, I know this lady's stressed out. I'm buying this dog. <laughs> like, I know she don't want to have all these animals. So I was like, call your husband, ask him what what he take for this dog. You know? Right. So I didn't, I didn't even have the money for the dog. It was, it was more so because I was going to, to buy the rescue. You know, the the spade old female. Right. So there was like, you know, he told me like, I don't know, it was like twelve hundred bucks, thirteen hundred bucks for the dog. And I'm like, oh, fuck it, give me the dog. <laughs> so I called a couple You're people. Out. Yeah, and I borrowed, borrowed some money until like next couple of days, and I bought the dog. So yeah, that's what's it was up. my that was my boy, man. And um, his name's Maui. He's a tricolor, little short, little short pit bull. And then I got a free dog from uh, Dark Dynasty Kennels. Uh, her name was Raven. Oh, nice. She's a she's a uh, she's a, uh, a runt out of the one of the Hulk litters. You know that big dog, the Hulk. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's, so she that's was, boy, like he, you, you guys collabed. You guys done stuff. Yeah. Together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he gave me a free dog a couple years back. Wow. And, uh, you know, I was like, I want something. You know, I don't want a massive, you know, gladiator. I just want something like, <laughs> I like athletes. You know, I like dogs that are really athletic. I'm not saying the right. big ones are athletic. Right. I'm just saying, you know, for what brain. he had available, but you'll give me the most athletic one you got. And he sent me this female, and then her and my dog have puppies. And uh, I I kept them all. Okay, damn, <laughs> I kept them all. Yeah, they had she had they had a litter. It was an accident. I should have had her. I would do. Yeah, I had her separated, but you know I had the puppies, and I mean I could say it was a uh, it probably wasn't the best decision to make. You know, at the time <laughs> looking back to keep what all the dogs, do? right? You know, but I gave one away to one of my good friends, best friends, and uh, I kept the rest. 
Two the years rest, later, here we are. The rest is history. Know. Yeah. So they're, yeah, they're all they're all two years old now. Two years. Their, their birthday July twenty third. The 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 kids. Uh, Shuggy's four years old, so I had him four years. All the kids are two years old. And uh, yeah, man, we live happily on our, on our little farm, man. You know, everybody got their own little living quarters. We all hang out. I post a bunch of videos because you know my my followers and fans love the, the the reptiles and the monkeys and stuff. But I have a great great dog community that follow me that love yeah, I bet. you know what I post. So it's cool to be able to just you know switch switch the speeds up a little bit and show a different side of the animals. You know. I mean, because dude, that's my dream, bro, to have a herd of fucking pit bulls like that. But I'm not, I'm not, I know how that that that's something that it has to be meant for you. You know what I mean? Like, even yeah. if I had all the money and shit like that, I wouldn't be like, let me go cop all these pit bulls just because I already have two. I have an eight-year-old and I have a four-year-old. They're set in their ways, and I'm not gonna just start adding shit. You know what I mean? But at the yeah. end of the day, that is a true dream of mine, is to just literally have a herd of fucking pit bulls, man. Like, yeah. like roaming the green grass. Like, you know what I mean? And like, yeah. like the whole coconuts, like them chomping on coconuts and shit. Like that's all good for them. Like all yeah, like man. all good nutrition shit you got going on. The enrichment that those dogs are around is that's a dream right there, man. Like that, that right. I, when I, cause you know, if it's one thing why I love dogs so much is how much they're mistreated. So when I see it done right, like when you're doing it really, it makes my heart feel good, bro. I'm telling you, I have a, so I have a soft spot for heart for dogs, bro. Big time. I can't take all the credit myself, you know. Um, I have a lot of – I got lucky to be able to call people that have way more That's dogs than I do and way more experience than I do. And I have, I got blessed to have a platform like social media where I can DM somebody that has, a, a, you know, an account that I wouldn't be able to talk to a couple of years ago about dog information, you know. So, right. um, you know, it looks easy from the outside, but I put a lot of work in asking a lot of questions, humbling myself you know and, and and not letting my ego get to me because having a bunch of dogs is cool but it's not cool you know what i'm saying it's work and i mean just like it's, bro, it's, like it's work reptile. it's dangerous yeah bro, it's bro. work it's dangerous it's not for everybody you know um i raised my dogs yeah. in a total unorthodox way that i thought mentally for years would work so it was my experiment my social experience my life as a human and having one of my childhood dreams was to have a pack of dogs you know and luckily I saw the window. I was like having a pack because I had puppies, and I'm like, "Fuck it, let's try it," you know. And I, <laughs> I would I, you do know, the same thing. Like I said in the past, like, dude, you know, I made a commitment to myself. You know, you know, fuck all the social media and everybody else that wants to like have content updates and stuff like that, or videos and photos of the animals. It was more so one thing I have on myself and the dog. So right. the, the relationship I built with the dog was for me; it wasn't for everybody else. You know, and, and right, and because, and again, I treat them like my kids. So, you know, the average person is not going to go post every freaking time their kids break home a report card on the on the internet, you know, <laughs> or their every breakfast or their every meal. You want to give your kids some privacy and spend time with your kid as a parent, you yeah. know, just as y'all do, not with a camera in his face or someone recording y'all, you know, so. I mean, like yeah, I man. said, to each their own, you know, but like I would just be so on the private sector end of with my kids shit, you know, like every now and then, you know what I mean? But like just to like there's so many fucking parents who just like blast their kid, like, you know what I mean? And and and, and like I said, it depends on how you do it. There's ways of doing it and stuff like that. But obviously you've seen kids from back in the day who've been put into like, you know, Hollywood and shit like that. And 
and and literally put into things that they're not really meant for at such a young age. It's the same shit that same, but with the phone and these YouTube stuff, you know what I mean? It's like, it's not really different. You know what I mean? Kids need to have a life. You know what I mean? Kids and, and, yeah. and a, a kid's life is a private life. I feel like, you know, that that's just me. I don't know. I, I could no, no, for sure. For sure. But uh, listen, I have another super chat I want to shout out real quick. Shout out to me, Adrian Blue. But Adrian Blue has to say, when you wake up, which animal are you most excited to see first? <laughs> uh, that's a good question, man. Um, first one you think about? My dog. Yeah, yeah, for sure, you my have, dog. I was going to say, how's it not? Your dog's in yeah. your face. Like, because do you yeah. have a dog that sleeps by your bed or in your bed? I know you have to have a favorite. Yeah, I got, I got a couple of them. You okay. know, uh, not, not, not all of them come into the house. It's yet, not possible, you know, yeah. And sleep with me, but I have about three or four of them that have their rotation days or they, you know, I bring two in a group, three in a group. Uh, you know, I give them baths, of course, and make sure that, you know, they're smelling fresh before we go, you know, get some sleep in the house together. But, um, over time, one day, I, you know, one of my goals is to post a cool video uh, of, you know, me bringing all the dogs in the house and showing people how I can manage, you know, 10 dogs without pissing on anything or eating any, any cords or anything. And they can sleep in their own quarters, sleep in the bed and not have a fight, you know, and right. they can sleep through the whole night and wake up and everything is just the way it was before they came in, you know, <laughs> and then we go back out, we do our thing. They, they go to the bathroom, they eat their food, and they go back to their you know, outside living quarters, but one day we'll get there. It's, it's, it's age brackets, man. You know, I, I again, I, I, I asked a lot of questions to a lot of people to have way more dogs than me. Um, um, and the guys I'm, I'm picking their brains on have 60 dogs in their collection, you know, a hundred dogs in their collection. And they've been doing it longer. I've been alive. So, right. you know, uh, uh, it's, again, it's an honor to be able to call these people and just pick their brain from a, a, a dog geeks perspective on behavior attitude food you know discipline all that stuff so i would definitely say you know my dogs my my, my dogs make me excited when i first see them when i wake up i mean you don't have a choice they're i mean they're they're i mean they're they, there. yeah they're, <laughs> they're there man yeah. like i i can't even roll around sometimes without my dog like whining and wanting to go outside and i'm like bro it's 4 a.m like you don't gotta pee yet like it's like yeah. it's wild bro these, these damn dogs they're my, they're my shadows for sure so wherever i go they're there you know yeah, shout out to the homie Alan. He has, uh, you know, he from Rhode, Rhode Island on the map. He wants to say, uh, when are you coming back up? When are when do you visit the East Coast? I know you've done a lot of traveling. So how often are you yeah, traveling? Yeah, that's my hometown. Uh, I travel a lot. Um, COVID has kind of made not. I wouldn't say things difficult because I'm always willing to test the, uh, you know, the new waters of travel. So uh, in between COVID, the COVID madness, I've been traveling a lot. I've been to uh, Galapagos. I've been to Egypt. Um, I've been to uh, Europe and uh, and uh, sorry, I'm fixing my cord real quick. Um, I've been around, I've been around the world a couple of times, you know, in the midst of pandemic. So going back home, I went there last December for a few weeks. I mean, sorry, a few days. Um, but I probably won't be back in a while. I don't like the cold that much. <laughs> Dude, that's but probably that, in the next that, year that or two. Hit. Probably that that East Coast cold is just no joke, bro. It's steep. no way. Where I come from, bro, it gets like three degrees. Put <laughs> chill or some shit. I'm, I'll pass. You can oh, have that. No, oh, man. So, okay, let me ask you this, man. With your travels, right? Like a lot of the travels came with you working with animals and whatnot, correct? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you, I've seen, man, I, like if it's one thing that drew my attention when I first saw what you were doing is like, you know, you 
going to people's places and like holding leopards and just doing the ex- the extreme most outlandish shit and like when did you get comfortable being around those kind of animals like that like was it just naturally you being comfortable or like how did that all come into play like you you know being around fucking wild exotic animals like that i was curious man you know just a whole another you know you can't really there's some stuff in captivity in the states that's cool you know that's like i, I would consider a wild you know a wild animal and a captive animal at, at that at that level of a predator of an alpha predator just different you know right um you know i had i had to i had a little bit of work with some animals here in the states to get me a little more comfortable to go out of the country and see bigger adult animals be like all right you know let's hold this shit or get close to it or you know let's go pet it even though you probably shouldn't have i was curious you know right and uh I just did it man you know i didn't really think about anything else but just that moment when when, when, you, when you think about uh, you know going to africa or seeing a jaguar in south america you know and you have you, ha- you have the slightest opportunity to hold it or touch it or get close to it or ask questions about it or get close enough to like smell it you know you're gonna do it so <laughs> i didn't i didn't pass up the opportunity <laughs> long story short and the more i did, I did it the more i got comfortable you know I did that with something and I ended up getting bit. <laughs> What'd you get bit by? I can't tell you. I mean, oh, it was like, oh, we'll talk later about it. But anyways, okay. uh, but yeah, I mean, because let me ask you that. Has anything happened where fucking shit almost hit the fan for you? Like, you know, like either. Because I mean, spe- okay, <laughs> tell me, tell, tell me a story. Like, just tell me something that you remotely remember that, like, when something could have went like really wrong or did go wrong with an animal, with the, you know, and you, I don't know if it, tell me a story if you don't mind. I mean, it's gonna sound weird what I'm gonna say, but like, I don't, I, I, I like to talk about it because it's, it's cool, you know, but like, I don't like to talk about it because I don't ever wanna put the, the image that I could describe from the situation as the animal's fault. And people will see me saying, oh, Tarzan had a close call with this. And I told you the animals that like like that like no it's not the animal's fault it's my fault I'm I'm, I'm intruding in a space um, it's uncomfortable some something happened to where the animal felt a need to defend itself or it felt scared or stressed it was in the wrong environment and it was my fault but I don't want to share the stories with people to think it's cool you know to 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 see an animal or hear about an animal reacting like that because it, it's gonna be bad for the animal you know as me. And I don't want people to get the wrong image of the animal. Like it's animal's fault. It's my fault. It's the exact. You know? Yeah. So I got I got stories for days. I push the limits a lot of times where I should have had growing up all the way up until, you know, I'm a man today. And I I can write a book on the stories I got from captive situations to wild situations that tur- that turn left real quick. And by the grace of God, I'm I'm still here to tell you about it or got the the limbs or whatever, but and when you when you when you get in the water too, like with sharks or swimming and yeah, bro, you know different species of animals you don't know, you know you don't you're not knowledgeable about. It, it you, you're, I wouldn't say your fear goes away. It's more so accepting, you know, whatever you happens, happens about it. Yeah, yeah you can't exactly. do shit about it. Yeah, you know. You <laughs> so that's where the comfortableness comes in. Is anything I can do about it. these snakes are faster than me. These alle- if the croc or gator get, grabs me, a caveman grabs me, I'm fucked up. There's nothing yeah. I can do about it, you know. I just gotta avoid getting grabbed. <laughs> I, I got a, I got a strong gut feeling because every time I always go against it, I get fucking bit or I get right. smacked. 
or I, you know, I ended up getting stitches or something. And I'm like, I should have just went with my gut. If I didn't go against my gut, I wouldn't have been in a situation. Exactly. You know? and but you, you get that gut feeling when you're with shit that can kill you like that. And you're like, you push that limit if you want, push that button if you want to and see what happens. You know? <laughs> and I get, I get close I, I, for a, a, a few times, you know, like I guess I don't like to go into detail, but one day I will, you know, but I'll tell you one story. One. No, please. I, I mean, I, I'm in, uh, I, I'm starting to swim a lot. I could always swim. I've always been a fish as a kid, like always in a pool, always swimming in deep end. So I would always like jump in lakes and shit and just, you know, I, if my fishing, if my fishing line got caught in a branch and I can see the branch and it wasn't that deep, I would jump in and try to go get my lure, you know, cause I wasn't, I wasn't scared of the water. Right. So when I started, when I started traveling, you know, I would go, I would, I, I like free diving more than like scuba tank and stuff like that. Um, I, I went to uh, um, Tahiti a couple years back, and uh, it was uh, where I was at. There was some reef sharks. There was some, I think they're called gray reef sharks. Oh my god! Uh, and they hang out on the bottom. They're pretty. They're pretty decent size, but during the day they're they're, they're kind of like sleep, you know. So and during the day they just hit the bottom, um, and they swim all day. They just coast and swim. And then you got these black tip reef sharks um, that they're they're more active during the day, and they swim in big big schools. So um, I'm, I'm, at, I'm in Tahiti for about a week. So I like going to swimming places that I, I like to go to a place where I can swim all day, every day, because I'm just every day I'm getting better and more comfortable swimming or going deeper, working on my breath. Right. You know, so and when you're more comfortable underwater for a minute, a minute, and 30 seconds, you can really enjoy the wildlife that's going on around you. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like if I'm, you know, 70 feet deep, you know, for 45 seconds or, uh, or to a minute, 15 seconds, and I'm just static, just chilling. And I got fish I can look at or sharks I can look at or whatever I can look at. I can really like just soak it in, you know? So I started getting comfortable going up and down all day. About day seven came um, and I, uh, my, we, had a, we had a guy that wanted to shoot a, a dope photo shoot of a bunch of sharks and he had like this underwater jet ski and he wanted to swim underneath all the the, the schools of sharks. There's like a hundred sharks. So um, I hopped in and I hopped in because I was like comfortable. And I got in without any flippers. And rule number one is you don't get in without, you don't get in without flippers because your the, the creases in between your toes when you flap your feet cause bubbles. Bubbles look like krill. Krill looks like you know food. Birds come down. Fish come. Yeah. Big balls come. And the, and, the, and a trigger hits in the shark's brain where it's like food. You know, so Shit. I went in the water with these same sharks for a couple of days, feeling comfortable, flippers, diving, no issues. And then I get in the water and I see, you know, these sharks that are all in a school just chilling. And you see one kind of drift off and dart towards you, you know, and he's just come and look at the bubbles. Oh, my and, God. But they take curious bites, you know. But when you got one taking the curious bite to see what it is, you know, more and more come. And I got it on video, you know, so. What I'm, what I'm telling you, I'm like, I'm watching it after it happened. I'm like, yo, what, what did I go wrong? And the guy's like, look, you got bubbles on your feet. So these sharks are coming in and they're just checking you out. But when you're, you know, <laughs> you know, a couple hundred feet away from the boat and you got sharks darting at you underwater, you're like, what the fuck's going on? You know? So, you know, oh, it's just, God. you know, situations like that where if a shark's coming and I'm freaking, if you freak out and you start panicking and swimming, they're all coming. You know, two or three came, two or three came and I was able to just kind of like relax and just like 
trying to get back to the boat and put my slippers on, but it was just not, it, was, it wasn't cool. It wasn't a pleasant experience. You know, you know how your hair stands up on your back or your or your or your forearms and shit when you feel yeah. Like, that's every that's every time I step you know, into the ocean, bro. Kind of raises up. Yes, that's every time I step into that the ocean. Underwater, when you can't like move too fast, is a weird feeling. I'm terrified of the ocean, bro. And, and, and like I've lived by it, been there a lot, but the ocean is no joke. You don't fuck with the ocean. I'm telling no, you right now, no, bro. No, no way. And uh, you know, I've, I you know, like I said, I, I live in San Diego, so you know, I live by the beach. I've been I've been pulled into currents like literally I've almost killed myself as kids living like just just you know just being in the beach and I am terrified of the ocean uh, especially by you know shit swimming by your feet bro like oh man it just so yeah. I just I respect the fact that you could just be so comfortable with not only reptiles mammals but just in the water bro like because that's a whole other level like a whole other like whole other world <clears throat> like it's a different world like there's people like I got people who've like live on live on boats like they they have charters they fish out there gone deep sea like gone deep 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 out in the sea which to me is very scary right like that's fucking nuts but them that you know some of them don't like reptiles like they're just like they're they're down with the ocean they trust the ocean but they don't really trust like like the snakes and stuff like that or like you know you, you rarely find someone who's comfortable with everything like you're like on a steve Irwin type shit bro yeah man that's my idol man which is probably all their idol you know to see someone of course, he's a crocodile hunter, but to hop in the you know, <laughs> you know, so if you're to hop in the water, you know, and, and and swim with some crocodiles or do sharks or, you know, hang out with kangaroos or or, or get or drop facts on the insects, you know, or the or or the or the plants that the insects eat, it was just so cool how versatile he was, you know, and that that that's that's what always interested me about him. Let's talk about some haters real quick. Are you cool with that? Always, man. All right. So one thing that's hated on a lot nowadays is the sensational side of things that have the things that that things that are sensational and that have to do with animals, right? It's like everyone who's been working with animals can't stand when somebody who has such a big platform is doing something with animals. Uh, like shot, you know, do you know who Brian Barcheck is? Yeah. My boy, bro. Shout out to Brian Barcheck, right? But you know, this guy has been frowned upon for things just because he does things a certain way with his animals which i've been to his fucking facility i've seen his animals they're top notch this guy puts in so much work with what he does so the proof is there from what i've seen right but with you like you know like i felt like one thing that was drawn to me is how i saw a lot of people hate on the fact that you know what you're doing is just sensational like you're just doing it for clickbaits like you're just doing it because you know you know such such and such and you're just trying to be famous um but like how come Steve Irwin wasn't blasted like that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Steve Irwin legitimately loved the animals, and he was on television doing wild shit. And I'm sure he had some haters, but, like, it wasn't, like, put out the way it is now for people like Brian Barcheck, for even people like you. Um, and I, I will say there are a couple other sensational keepers that don't keep animals the right way. I'm not going to say, bro, everyone does not do it right. I will tell you that right now. There are some people out there that are doing some fucked up things with these animals and they shouldn't be keeping them, but that's not everybody. You know what I mean? So how do you work with that type of shit? Like, how are you dealing with people thinking that you are just being a sensational animal keeper and everything you work with animals just to solely off to make money off YouTube and to, you know, get likes and all this fame and shit like that. I'm sorry. You cut off for a lot. The last second of it. 
Oh, so how how are you dealing with anyone that's kind of like shaming you for putting animals out there for the sensational type of things or making it seem like what you do is solely just to make YouTube income and to get famous and whatnot? Well, you know, going back to the Steve Irwin thing, it's like there wasn't the internet wasn't out. There was no Instagram or no Facebook or no nothing when Steve Irwin was doing his thing. Right. You know, so there there wasn't room for people to have a voice and a platform. He does have a couple of haters. I mean, I, I think like a year or two years ago, uh, I think it was his Steve Irwin's birthday, and then Peter put out a post like you know bashing him, saying he exploited animals and this and that for his fame and just some stupid shit, you know. And it was like the internet took care of that situation for bad mouthing, you know, the legend. the actual not even legend, the actual goat yeah. of our industry, you know. Right. For um, sure. So you know the internet took care of that and they reprimanded you know them for putting out that bullshit. You know, not saying uh, he didn't have haters. You know, I went to Australia. I'll tell you a quick, funny story. I went to Australia about a month, a couple of years ago. And, you know, I got, just like how you got your pit bull on your shirt. I got a shirt like that with Steve Irwin on it. And I was wearing that. I had two different shirts. And some people, I would go to certain parks. I'm not going to name the names, you know, but I went to some parks and I was, you know, they're like, why are you wearing that shirt? You know, I'm like, oh, this is a goat. What are you talking about? You know, and it's like, oh, you know, he broke the rules. They was they was hating on him, you know. And I'm like, you know, I almost got in a fucking fist fight with some Australians over Steve Irwin, you know. Damn. I never even met the guy, you know. But I'm like, yo, how you gonna you're ready to squabble for him? <laughs> yeah, you're like, how you gonna how you gonna disrespect a man that like? And I said, no, no disrespect to y'all because I don't know y'all like that. But only reason motherfuckers care about that type of shit here in Australia is because of him. So you should be thankful that you even probably have a facility. Or a, a, or a, 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 a something attractive that caught, catches people's eye because it was because of him, you know. Regardless of your personal opinion, you can't go out and bat mouth a goat like that because without him, there ain't none of us. There ain't there ain't, there ain't none of you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying you. I'm talking about the people, right, right, in Australia. You know, so it was it got heated quick and it, the shit had to get a little diffused. But there's haters all over the place. How I deal with the haters, I don't give a shit about them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. Right. They're, they're there. They're never, if you're not, if people ain't hating on you, you're not doing, you're not doing your job. You right. Know? And, and, and they say, good. You know, they say, oh, you can, you know, you're not keeping this up the right way or exploiting this and exploiting that. Like, shut the fuck up. Right. Come to my house and I'll show you how my animals live or come get to know me and talk to me. You know, let's have a conversation like man and man or man and woman. You know, ask me what you want to ask me and let me show you what I want to show you to say what your opinion of me is bullshit. But I don't care to go that far to prove myself, you know. Right. So um, some people care. Some people get all choked up and hurt up for what people say about them. I can give a shit less. People have been saying bad shit about everything since anything was anything, <laughs> you know. It's always going to be someone saying something. I'm going to be 100% honest with you, man. Like, I, I always noticed what you were doing, but I didn't really truly fuck with you until a certain point in your life where, I don't know, I mean, you talked about living in cars. I'm sure you've been through tough shit, so I don't know how tough this was when this happened to you, but you got into a little bit of trouble, bro. Like, you got into some shit um, that fucking, you know, obviously went public. Like, it was all over the news. Um, and then you kind of like you kind of laid load for a little bit, like you almost disappeared. Can we talk about that time in your life and and, and what what sure. went on and, and 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 what you did to regroup and whatnot? And I just want to hear it from you. Yeah, man. You know, you get a you go to a point in your life where you're all the way at the top of the mountain, you know, and then you get to a point in your life where you're in the bottom of the valley, 
And you got to be able to navigate those emotions, those feelings, those waters at the highest point and the lowest point. You know, so when I got in my trouble situation, you know, I knew it, I knew in my heart and in my beliefs and what happened that I was not in the wrong. So right, right. regardless of what the media said and what outlets put this stuff out and was put to the public, I knew it wasn't the truth. You know what I'm saying? I knew, you know, yeah, my character was smashed in the media in the spotlight, but who gives a fuck about the media in the spotlight at the end of the day? The truth is the truth. Truth is the, the truth, truth always sets you free, so, you know. Um, from a point of laying low, I had to lay low because, fuck, I had to get my mind back together. You know, I had to get this, the, the situation under control because, you know, when it first happened, it was just a, a simple fist fight. And as the story went on, it went from me being, you know, a full-time bad guy. Attempted you know, murder. Attempted murderer, you know. Uh, like that was face, so, that was just so you know, wild facing, to me, bro. Facing life in prison. And, you know, people say, oh, that stuff's clickbait. Until, you know, you're really in a fucking court system with an ankle bracelet on for 10 months of not doing what you were supposed to do, even though I wasn't doing nothing wrong, you know? So, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I'm just saying, I I was just thinking, like, just, like, you didn't even get a chance to even explain the situation, you know, before anyone could even react to what they were hearing on the media. I mean, I was just reading shit on comments and, and, like, people just automatically just turning you know i would feel like i didn't feel like the people who are really fucking with you really fucked with you when this shit happened to you i feel like some people really was like oh this guy's a fucking piece of shit look what he did oh like you know sure enough you know and i was like there has to be more to this like i don't understand and you know sure enough you know what i mean it was just a simple fist fight but it was a fist fight that almost anyone should get into in that situation like what else at the minimum at the minimum, right? Like it could have been so much worse, you know. Like, yeah. and, and 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 I'm not gonna say I know the people that you got involved with, but it's clear that what kind of people they were when they were fucking harassing you with phone calls. Like this shit was clearly out there. What kind of piece of shit people that you were fucking dealing with? So I, I yeah. I'm sorry. That's just bad luck, to be honest. Like, there's nothing else yeah, you could no, do. It's not even bad luck, man. It's a, it's a. Everything happens as a choice, you know. Right. And, and there's things that happen in my life where I'm like, man, maybe I should associate myself with these people, you know, and I kind of get clouded at a time, you know, as becoming and transforming into a human you know, to not deal with certain people just because animals are involved or something else involved. You know, it does, it's not, it's the trade-off isn't worth it. Of course that you get the high of learning about the animals, but you also get the low of the fucking people you have to deal with, you know, and long story short, it, it was, it was a, it was something that, that could have been avoided from choices in the beginning of, of being a, being a decision maker of saying, hey, I'm not going to associate myself with this, you know. And the, and the second part is also your control of yourself and your ego, you know, whether whether and, that, and that's me saying that as, you know, I'm not here to point the finger or, or bat them off. The situation is, is came and it's gone. I learned my lesson. You know, I did everything I was supposed to do to unwrite the wrong that I was doing. You know, right. and I had to do that knowing I was right the whole time. You know, so right. I had to I had to come from a, a level of self within within myself to to say suck it up and do it because one day when you speak your truth and you show your truth, you know it is what it is. The truth the truth is in the you know truth sets you free. Yeah, you man. know proofs in the pudding. So exactly um, the, the 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 dark time I had being low it was because I had to. I had, uh, you know, in my court case, when I got out, 
there was restraining orders and gag orders. So I couldn't speak about nothing or they're going to send me back to prison until, you know, my, until out. they, until they choose when, when they want to let me out. Right. And, you know, from a, from what I'm going to say is going to sound crazy, but like, I'm a fucking black person in South Florida going against the justice system. That shit don't work out for you. So you <laughs> no, it's not. You know I'll take saying? that right now, bro. It's just, it's just a fact. That's, I don't that's care easy work. Argue that's with me work. about it, but it's just the police and the the court system and black people just don't fucking mix. And thank God I had a platform to be able to, you know, have support from people or have people, you know just tune in where I can just speak on shit subliminally, you know what I'm saying? Or just, you know, keep people updated with what I got going on. But again, it was a good, it was, a, it was, I look at it as a really good learning experience because I couldn't pay for that shit. You know, I couldn't pay to learn those lessons. I couldn't pay to go through those tough times and learn what I learned and grow, you know, and I went through hard shit, but it only made me stronger. You know, as 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 it does with you know other situations that I've been through or others been through, you know. So right, because I, I needed it. I needed it honestly. It was I mean, it was good to for me because I'm I'm a lover. I'm a, right. I'm a I'm a I'm a lover. I'm a stone. I'm an animal person. You know, at at our core, I don't give a fuck what you like as animal people. You're a lover because you're loving an animal. You know, and you love the animal probably more than you love yourself or any other human being on the planet. So. For me, I'm a lover, you know, and if I had to do what I got to do to protect myself and my family, then that lover is not there no more. Yeah, you, you know? don't you don't test a whole other side. Sometimes you got to be able to control that. Yeah, you know. And honestly, man, it that's your lesson was other people's lessons who are watching. You know what I mean? And I was definitely one of a, one of one of those people watching. And and I gotta say, man, you you, you definitely Sorry, your phone broke up. I'm back. Can you hear me? Okay. Now I was gonna say, man, your your, what, your hard lessons also were other people's hard lessons because they were a lot of people were following your journey, like myself, and seeing what the fuck what was going on. And I mean, how long how long of a break was it total off your YouTube? Like, cause you stopped posting shit on YouTube for a while too, right? Yeah, it was uh, my court case lasted two years. So literally, just this August that just passed, um, in July. Yeah, this August that just passed, like literally a couple months ago. I had just got free from everything. So I was facing everything and still going against all the charges and the court dates and the fines and, and the, you know, the check-ins as if I'm a bad criminal up until like literally like a couple of weeks ago, you know, but I had to mentally put it behind me and keep working because if I stayed in that slump of depression, I wouldn't have been here talking to you. I would have been, you know, you know, <laughs> just off the, say, yeah you, you know so you're here, you're here. It, took, you're here. it took a lot it took a lot of focus and 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 drive and you know put my blinders on and seeing hey you're right you're fine learn from it grow from it but just keep focusing on the the long haul and also the transparency helped me you know i'm very 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 transparent with fucking anybody why because i'm not scared of you and i don't got shit to hide you know, you only you only lie or or you, or you or you hide shit when you're scared or you got stuff in the hide. You know, so me being transparent with my life from top in and top out, you know, it gives me that comfortability to go through bullshit and keep going. Most people are scared and are not transparent. They do got a lot of shit to hide. That's the problem. 
Um, so, you know, usually you got a mix of people who love somebody who are like us and up front and like, yo, you, you see what you get, but then you have the other people who, who don't, who can't stand it because they can't do what we do. You know what I mean? They can't be yep. themselves. And it's like, it takes this much effort for me to be me. Like, look, see that, see how much effort I'm doing that. That's how much effort <laughs> it takes. That's how much effort it takes for me to be MJ, bro. Like, I don't, I don't switch shit for nothing. Like, this is what you get. But some people, it's really hard for them to just be themselves um yeah i don't know why I, they're so fucking wrapped around what people think about them towards the end of the day they don't even know who's judged the people that are judging them are fucked up themselves i don't i just it's crazy exactly man exactly so let me ask you man your youtube game bro i mean like a your intro dog like your intro sick as fuck so who did your intro you guys you got like would somebody scratch that up for you or what because me. you did that yeah hard Bro, that shit so, is sick as fuck. Mad props on that. Thanks, man. From the from the clip placement to the soundtrack, it's all like customized and done. Yeah, know? sure um, is. I had to go through a couple different audio soundtracks to get that one. But yeah. once I got it, I didn't have the visuals to put into it. I just had the audio. Right. And I said, all right, I have a couple of clips, but as I keep going, I got other clips that's going to hit it on the right key for it to hit, you know? <laughs> so, you killed it with that shit, bro. Um, the, that, the that, intro's cool. That, that shit gives me goosebumps. I want to, I want to uh, scrap it one day, you know, in, in the near future. And uh, I got, I got another cool idea, another cool intro for you guys. Okay, that's what's up. So, your vlogging routine—is it every day? Like, how often are you vlogging? Um, I, you know, honestly, bro, to be transparent, I don't give a shit about vlogging. You know, I look at all the YouTubers and. Uh, I feel like it's not coming from a place of realness, you know? Oh, no, definitely not. It's, it, it's just, like, not, not saying to show off, but, like, you're just posting a post to stay relevant. Or not, like, I don't want to sound like I'm, like, saying you're posting a post to stay relevant because some people need to have consistency. But I just feel like some people are just, like, literally just fucking posting. I just watched a video and I didn't, like, learn shit. I didn't. Like, I didn't, I like, why the fuck did you make that video? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The and there's is... some people, there's some people that I wake up in the morning and like, one of my things is like, yo, I want to watch this guy's channel and see what I can learn because I'm learning stuff. Right. So from me, I'm like, yo, if I can't go teach y'all or give y'all some quality, I'm not going to vlog it. You know, so I don't have like a schedule, but um, I do want to get more consistent on YouTube. Um, I got like 860,000 subs. Um, but I haven't really, really put in the real work of YouTube as I should have, you know, over the years as I put in Instagram or like TikTok or other shit, you know. But I do have some cool uh, ideas and plans for YouTube and posting regular content on the regular, just like weekly, once a week. Or to me, I want to post a, a vlog every day. It's just not, it's not possible. It's hard, you know. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's hard. Um, a lot of time, I, I got bro. A you, you basically you basically got to hire someone to do all that shit for you. I'm telling you, it costs. Money. I did. I had. I spent a lot of money, a lot of time, and you know, hire people. I have a ton of footage that like no one's ever seen before. I even have it posted, you know, because I just I you know I have I've been doing a lot these past couple of years, so I've just been saving tons and tons and tons and tons of content. I think I got like 16 terabytes of footage, Damn. you know, and and uh and, and photos and videos and shit that. You know, maybe two terabytes of it is online, <laughs> you know, so it's, Damn. you know, when, when we hit these trips, we're there for 17 days straight filming 
all day, every day, and then you guys get a fucking ten minute or or twenty minute video. You know, it's like you guys got twenty minutes of just a couple highlights that we thought you guys would like. You know, but we just we spent half a month there or a month there. You know, so um, it's uh, it's cool, man. Uh, what was I gonna say? So okay, with that being said with the whole instagram and TikTok, bro like like bro you kick it you kicked it with p diddy you've been on mike tyson's podcast like you crossed over to the celebrity side like what got you crossed over to that side like how'd you tap in with all these fucking celebrities that you're tapped in with now honestly man i don't know you know when i i, I developed, developed a lot of relationships with these guys these celebs you know and they're just like us they're just normal people you know right but um you know, I think we gravitated more towards each other when we like hung out and I'm just the same person I am with you right now and everybody else. I'm with them. I'm not like trying to fake no shit. I'm not trying to like, you know, be Tarzan. I'm just hanging out. You know, we're just having a conversation. You know, I'm not like on my phone. I'm not like, and if I'm on my phone, I'm like looking at fucking snakes and shit or, right. <laughs> you know, I'm looking up different countries I can fly to. So it's not like, you know, when I when I built this relationship with these people, I just built another one and built another one. And if they see me on a podcast, they're like, yo, let's hang out. You're already in LA. Let's hang out, pull up. We got a little party, you know, and like, all right, I'll go party with you, but like, cool. But, you know, you go to a guy's house to party and he has like fucking tortoise art on his wall and he has a turtle and like, yo, no one knew you had a fucking turtle. He's like, yeah, bro, I love turtles, but no one knows, you know? So we started talking about turtles and shit, you know, with a fucking celebrity. You know, and it's like that relationship's built. You know, just, and connections like keep that. going. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'll be hanging out with a guy that's super, you know, like, you know, a, a celeb. And he'll get a FaceTime from somebody else or someone else will be visiting that's a celebrity. And then I'll meet them. And then it just keeps going on and on, you know. So I, mean, I got very blessed and fortunate enough to have some cool friends and some cool connections in the, in the celeb world to be able to do those collabs, you know. I don't have too many questions about like, you know, I'm, I'm sure I do, but I don't want to waste time on that. You know, I, I want to make sure I take value of what we have, what I have going on, but I got to ask you, man, what was it like being around Mike Tyson, bro? Like, like that, that's a, that's a, a, a childhood idol of mine. Like you gotta understand playing Nintendo, trying to beat him. Like this guy's a fucking God, bro. And you were like yeah. chopping it up with him. So what was that like? You gotta, I just gotta hear it from you. He's like, uh, it's like a wizard, you know? Yeah, you know, he's sure. like uh, he's like a wizard, but like you look at him and you're like, "Fuck, dude, you're a real warrior," you <laughs> yeah. know, like fucking straight. I, like I look at him because I'm like we're sitting next to each other, we're chop- like they're chopping up for a while, you know. And even off camera, like I'm just standing next to him, like dog, you're like a fucking specimen, you're a weapon, yeah. <laughs> you know, like you're a, you're a weapon, you're like an Avenger, you know what I'm saying? So it was cool to be like next to like uh it's like it's like sitting next to a lion in a, in a phone booth you know it's right like it's a fucking lion you know and you're in a phone booth and and nothing you can do about it you know you're not tough it's mike he's mike tyson he's like right there <laughs> you know um we yeah. hung out me me and mike we got super cool when we hung out i put a i put a, a tarantula on his head and uh you know it's mike tyson he's not scared of nothing you know right so, I was like, yo, here you go, just put it up there. He's like, yo, what the fuck? I'm like, dog, you just put a spider in your head and you didn't even flinch. You didn't even like budge. You didn't even care. You know, like, that's fucking gangster. That's you know? some Mike Tyson shit. <laughs> yeah, dog, it was so cool. You know, he's a wizard, man. He is a wizard. 
Um, I'm a big fan of Mike Tyson. I even have his his uh, his nickname tattooed on my hand. So. Iron Mike? Damn, yeah, man. Hard. I love Mike Tyson. He's my favorite. I have photos of him in my house, under my gym and shit, you know? So he's, a, he's the biggest inspiration for me. That's unbelievable, man. Yeah, I could tell you right now, that's when I was like, fuck, this is amazing. Just because, like, Mike Tyson, and, and the way he's one of the most – like his podcast is like it's like everything he talks about is so relatable just because it all relates to real life shit mm-hmm. and obviously dude with mike tyson's history with how he's come up and the shit that he's been through bro like how can you not respect the man's journey you know what i mean like, yeah yeah for sure it's so it's mike tyson he's seen everything everything you can possibly think of from like i said the highest of highs to the lowest of lows he's been there um, all right, I got a question from another super chat. If you're cool with that, real quick, Mike. Uh, yeah, but this bro, for is sure. From the homie Mac Lorenzo, he says, uh, "Mike, if you were to propose a federal system for animal keeping and welfare welfare enforcement, what would your initial vision look like?" Prohibition sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, um, yeah. it would be, you know, if the only way stuff like that's gonna work with the government involved and other people is the government has to help. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the people in charge of these, you know, these enforcements of whether your animal's sick or not, or it's taken care of properly or not, or, you know, they want laws. These people that are laying down these laws and saying, Hey, this is not done right. need to be the same people saying, this is how you fucking do it. And they need to teach the people that they're giving these permits to, or that want to apply for these permits. If you're not offering help, you shouldn't be regulating shit because you don't know shit. Right. You know, that's just, that's, just, that's just a fact. So, fact. For, you know, I would love to be uh, a person on the opposite end of uh, if I'm going to have federal a federal system of animal keeping and, and welfare enforcement. I want to be able to call the people and say, hey, my so-and-so is not doing good. I need help. Get your ass over here. Or dispatch a unit or dispatch someone because I am. I am I am a, a a a a licensed holder of this permit through y'all. So I'm asking y'all for the help. Help me. Right. You know what I'm saying? So uh, if 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 it's not if it's not like that or they don't have a, a, a system for that or interns for that, then you know, it's gonna be turmoil between the people that know what they're doing and the people that don't know what they're doing. Fact. You know? Facts. So and also, too, man, uh, I've been seeing a lot of different people uh, like lessening their collections and building bigger habitats, which is the ideal thing to do. You know, coming from a person like myself that has animals, I can have a whole lot more animals. You know, I can have as much animals as I want, you know, but it's not the right thing. It's not ethical. You know, you need to lessen your collection, build bigger habitats, and also try to focus on getting your ass out of your house and these pet stores or a fauna or a mark uh, or morph mark because a person like me that's been in and in, in obsessed with animals from the zoo from the pet store from my room to going to see them in the wild and the natural habitats from chameleons to modern lizards to sharks to fish that i grew up in fish tanks to turtles i've seen you know you don't when when i, when I get home from these trips i don't want to keep my animals no more right you know if it was up to me i'd take every animal i have in my collection if I could legally do it, I would take them myself and release them in the wild where they come from. You know, whether, whether they make it, whether they make it or not, that's up to fucking them. They're wild. Right. They're, they're animals. People, uh, I could be 
I could get bashed for what I'm gonna say, but like an animal's an animal. Whether you had a captivity or not, if you let the motherfucker go and it's natural habitat, he it's gonna figure it out. You it's know, a fucking animal. You, you can't tell me <laughs> if you let a snake go and you've been feeding him rats his whole life and you let him go, you can't tell me he's never gonna eat again. I just don't believe you. And oh. you don't know that, you know? Right. And, Trust and of course it's not just a snake, it's other animals are different thing they learn from other animals that they adapt to hunt and eat and so on and so forth. But why do you, you get, get what I'm saying? Why do you think like there's no domesticating a lion? I feel like at some point, because at the end of the day, it's going to become an animal. It's like it has natural instincts. Like animals have natural instincts. And I feel like. Sure, like you you're said, breaking up real quick or I'm breaking up. It keeps going in every couple of seconds in and out. Let me know. Can you hear me? Jack, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? You might need to so, exit. I'm you, back. You might, you might need to exit out and come back in. That usually resets it. Okay, should I do that? Yeah, just exit out and come right back in through the email. Okay. Cool. Damn. Hey, good question, though, Mac. I, I hear you on that. Um, you know, at the end of the day, man, I feel like the people who should be enforcing the fucking laws that they want to enforce should be the ones who are actually doing the laws themselves, like the ones who are actually, like, the ones who are actually keeping the animals and actually having the permits and stuff like that, so... Solid question, my man. And I will get to the homie Calvin's question here next in a minute. But man, what we got? Hour going two hours deep, just shy. I, I'm not even done. I hope you guys are ready. Are you guys hitting the like button? Do I have to go check to see how many likes we're at right now? I guess I should do that. You know, 60 viewers up in the building. I would hope there's at least 60 likes. Let's see. Here we go. Oh shit. I guess I should do that. All right. All right. All right. Respect. 76 likes in the building. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I love you guys. I'm happy now. Look at MJ's happy. And now I'm happier because now Tarzan's back. Here he is. What's good? Back. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, but yeah, it makes sense what you say about the what what we were just talking about um regarding the the laws and force and whatnot. Um but I have another question from the homie Calvin Garcia. Yo, know, let, let, let me reiterate though. Go like, ahead. These are my opinions. You opinions. Know, my, opinion right. my, my opinion don't mean shit. My opinion don't mean jack shit. You know what I'm saying? The facts are only the facts. You know, what what what, what I'm speaking about is just from observation, as from what I've seen of the questions I've asked a person that's in their uh that's in their life for you know over a decade, whether I'm smart enough to retain the information I'm asking, you know, and, and hearing it. So I can be able to reciprocate it, digest it, regurgitate it, whatever you want to call it. Right. You know? So this is my opinion from seeing the outside looking in, looking at it from different perspectives, different points of view, looking at it from the officer's standpoint, looking at it from the keeper standpoint, looking at it from the AZA certification standpoint, looking at it from the top keepers in the world standpoint, to also looking at it from the motherfuckers that don't know shit. You know. So I'm trying. I'm I'm giving my opinion, which again doesn't mean shit. Not a fact. Doesn't. These aren't scientific studies of what I'm saying. Don't go take what I'm saying and quote it and and talk about it as a fact because. But they're I'm based off. They're opinion. based off your. They're based off your experiences though. Like, and that's the thing. Like, how can you? How can you downplay someone talking off their own experience? They're not talking off a Google translation. They're not talking off a post. They're not talking mm -hmm. off something they read out of a book. This is something that actually happened to them, you know. And and, and I feel like those are the motherfuckers who who should be the ones. Who should be able to talk the ones who are actually coming from off experiences you know what i mean um sure. at the end of the day dude what's the best teacher experience mm -hmm. case closed um all right calvin garcia what is good calvin garcia what is your biggest accomplishment this year and 
What do you hope to be your biggest accomplishment for next year? My biggest accomplishment for this year? Um, believe it or not, again, I'm always transparent. It was realizing I don't need to keep getting more animals or posting more content. I, I felt like I, I was accomplished to understand that I'm happy for what I have and I want to better what I have. I can go get more, but I don't want more because I don't need more. You know, I'll take in what I can when I have the time and the space and the, the but a year ago and all my life before that, I didn't understand that. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't comprehend that. I didn't, I, my ego was in the way to where I feel I accomplished a, a portion of myself of patience, you know, of mastering, you know, myself and my urge or desire to get something or want something and get it, you know, versus like, all right, this is enough. You need to focus on this, focus on that. So I feel like one of my biggest accomplishments this year was just, you know, bringing, bringing, bringing the madness back to myself and, you know, getting back focused. That's just all personal shit. You know, um, I can't say like, Oh, I made X amount of dollars or I, you know, made X amount of sales or this and that. That was my, yeah, those are never, those aren't my goals, you know? So I wouldn't call them accomplishments, you know? Um, I mean, but next year, um, my biggest accomplishment next year, um, I want to be more organized and more focused on, uh, like strictly education, Right. you know, just like, okay, I don't care about my lifestyle or my personal life or anything else. I want to just educate like a fuck ton, you know? because that's like therapy for me. It's like where I, I thrive at for myself of learning and having fun. So I want to accomplish like in my department of, of learning as far as reading, you know, or looking at excerpts on different expeditions or just, you know, if I take 30 minutes a day to pick the brain of, of a professor or someone that specializes in a species, you know, I have a degree in botany. I want to learn about plants and this and that more than I know already, you know. Right. So, so I can so I can regurgitate it back to the young fans, the, the people that look up to Tarzan for YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I want to I, I want to sharpen my tools. You know, that's my accomplishments. I want to really focus on, you know, next year. I mean, if it's one thing that I've seen in videos, you coming to life is you like showing children and showing people like animals in person, and you talking about the uh, edu edu educational side, which I feel like people are made to be naturals at that too. And when you're able to grasp that many people's attention and they're able to retain what you're telling them, you know, because you got to speak in layman, you got to speak in basic terms and not fucking confuse people. Right. Um, Cause a lot of people, they don't really know what you're talking about when you're staring at such a beautiful snake, but there are basic things that you could tell them about a snake. And I feel like you do really good at that, especially with kids and whatnot. Um, and, yeah, man. And, and I feel like, bro, that's the biggest piece, man. I, the reason why I love doing this stuff with the animals is because when like regurgitating information that I learn, I love telling it to people that are listening to everything that I'm saying. And they're just like in awe with like, how the fuck do you know all this? And this is just coming out of my mouth because they hit a right, they hit a certain button and I just, I, yeah. can't, I can't even stop. You know what I mean? And yep. that, that shit fires me up. You know what I mean? And, and it's like, sure. it's like you, like one thing that I did this year is I put like, I, okay. So I have two different rooms, right, Mike? So I have the trap where all my like ball pythons and like, bigger snakes are inside and then and then in the podcast room this is where all my emerald trees my green trees and my boegas are inside this room right 
and and I just recently put like potho plants in all my enclosures and just that little bit of enrichment, you know, like learning what yeah. learning what plants can do to an animal with humidity, but just like in any other situation to just give it more natural enrichment for its for its environment. Like, bro, I love that shit. And now I'm just, you know, if it's one thing that we haven't gone into yet is by the way, man, it was really difficult. I went through like five different thumbnails, man. Like I was going through so many different fucking thumbnails. Hold on, let me let me uh take this comment down but bro I, I had to pick this one this is my favorite thumbnail because you have all your pit bulls around you but more importantly you have your projects like the stuff that you have building behind uh the pit bulls and i want to talk about your enclosures and whatnot and what your game plan is for everything that you have going on at your your facility because where you live at now you haven't been there for too long right like how long have you been at your your most current place for now that'll be two years coming up soon like a couple okay. of weeks it's okay. That's right. Because during the midst of you coming back and whatnot, like you ended up selling your original spot that you were at, right? Like you had an original spot where you were doing your videos and whatnot. And then you ended up moving to this spot here where we're, where we're at now. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. I didn't, so, I didn't really sell it, but I moved from the spot I was at to here, you know, got it. So. Right. And, and you're on a lot of property, right? Like, I mean, how, tell us, explain like the little, the spot you're at now and where all your animals are currently kept. So right now I'm got I'm on five acres. Um, nice. I've been building you know nonstop for two years, and I maybe touched ten percent of it. <laughs> you know, so Damn. it's a it's a, it's a lot. You know, um, I had I had a you know I was I I'm, I'm actually behind schedule on what I had planned for different phases of the builds and stuff like that. But um, I had a house fire back in December last year, um, and I put me back about like six months because of you know rebuilds and insurance and fucking wi-fi and you know shit like that so it's hard to really you know continue on a lot of projects when you don't have the resources you had when you first started so um i started back like six months ago five months ago back building at the at the house um all the enclosures you see in that thumbnail are uh, i call them speed cages um so th that th those style habitats those cubes um they are eight feet wide um eight feet tall i believe and um they only serve purposes for me to get the animal from outside from inside to outside right you, you understand so like i i have a thing where i like to keep my animals outside i don't want you guys to be in the house you don't need to be in ac unless you're like you need particular temperature regulations like your eyes is going outside i want you to feel the sun without a light bulb. I want you to get the rain. I want to be able to go there and stick a hose in your cage with a misting system and mist your ass. I want you, I want you to feel the two weeks of constant rain every fucking day. And then I want you to feel that sun to come out when it's 92 degrees and it's hot and you get that full, when, when you see, when you, you know, when you get an animal and you go outside that you've been working with to get him acclimated and then you wake up one day early and he's out fully stretched out in that habitat and he's soaking that sun up it's the best feeling ever to see that, you know, I, I love it. I can't wait for that feeling. I have, so I have, I have bell, I have a couple, I have a pair of bell lace phase, mon, a bell's phase lace monitors. Um, Dude, by the name so of, sick. By the name of Mac Dre and Alice. And I have a eight foot by six. Okay. No, six foot. No, hold on. Eight feet tall by six feet deep uh, by four feet across outdoor enclosure for them, which once they hit that age, they're going to be going outside like permanently, you know what I mean? Because I can, I could get away with that here in San Diego where I'm from, you know, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't get colder than like 40, 45 or so, you know, where I'm at. So, um, yep. 
But here, let me just show you real quick. It's the homie Mac Dre, bro. This is my boy Mac Dre. Dude, what uh, a handsome boy. Yeah, bro. And and how long, honestly, how long have you had uh, uh how long have you been keeping Varanis for? Um, so I've had Mac Dre. I got Mac Dre last March, and then I got Alice, uh, which is the female. I got her like the, literally the next month after that. Um, and they I've been raising them up together in the same enclosure. Uh, and bro, it's it's been a fucking dream. Like I love the snakes, don't get me wrong, but these monitors. I don't Different. know what to say, dude. I, Different. I, I, I'm just obs- <laughs> I'm just obsessed. You know what I mean? Yeah, like man. they're like puppies, bro. Like they're literally yeah. they literally remind me of dogs. Like literally it's, dogs, bro. They are it, dogs. the way they sleep. Like the way they just like how smart they are. How they fucking yeah. know when you're around. Like they know when you're in the room before you know that you're in the room. It's crazy, bro. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, and, 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 they're and, awesome, man. And and you're no like stranger around monitors. I've seen the fucking monitors you've held. Uh, you know, you have a big ass croc monitor, which by the way, how many croc monitors do you have? Is it just the one? Three. Oh shit. Yeah. Three croc monitors, and they're all adults? Uh two are adults, one's a juvie. One's about like four or three, three and a half, four foot. Oh my god. So you have yeah, I got all- I got my I got one big croc from McCurley, uh from Nerd. He had right. uh I, I, I gave uh, he gave me that one and uh, I got a sulfur uh water monitor from him. Um, the croc he sent me is the biggest croc I've ever seen. Um, so, oh my God, he's a flawless specimen. Um, and when I say flawless, you got like maybe like uh, I don't know, like a foot. Oh, less probably less than a foot of his of his tail missing at the end of it. Okay. Um, but dude, the thing is the thickest animal I've ever seen in my life. It's it's so cool to see like when I say animal, the thickest varanus I've ever seen. You know, he's so right. healthy. His neck's so big. His head is just that full raptor looking, just meat muscles on top of the head. You know, he's, just, he's so big. You can hear him blink, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like cool, shutters? Yeah. Like a shutter? Yeah, you can, like you're you like... can hear the, like, this, the, you know, the, 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 the. Something back. I know yeah, what you're talking the, about. Yeah. You can, you can hear it, you know? It's like, fuck, dude, this thing is mad. I mean, his hands are humongous. I don't. Uh, he's hand, he's completely hands off with me, so I don't cut his nails. His nails are like, and his sharp hands are just fuck. just sharp as fuck. But to see the full raptor claw up close, you know, it's like wow, you know. And then I have one that's polar opposite. That's just a puppy, and it's bigger than that one as far as length. It's eight foot nine inches. Um, uh, he's captive bred, captive raised inside. He's about four or five years old now. Um. And that thing is a, a literally a puppy. I can pull a tongue out of his mouth. Like I can put on my lap. I can sit down in this cage on the opposite side and like slap my leg. And he'll like look at me for like five minutes and he'll slowly make his way down to the floor. He'll walk over and jump in my lap. Right. It's insane. Yeah. So, I mean, I got, I got a ton of monitors, man. I was going to ask you, man. So, I mean, like with your monitor game, you know, as far as with your knowledge, I mean, if I'm sure you've had a monitor that came in little roughed up shape personality wise like maybe didn't want nothing to do with you about to fuck you up because that's yeah. usually that, that's a lot of cases with monitors so what's something that you've done that's helped you get a monitor kind of more comfortable with you like you know especially a bigger one that could fucking do some damage to you well it depends um you know i've had a lot of trial and error with working with them because i've had monitors i kept inside that were my best friends from the egg all the way to adulthood you know, and then you get them outside and they're totally different animals. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Once, right. you, once, once some monitors get underneath that sun, they ain't the same lizard no more. And 
whether you're emotional about it as a, you know, because you got to bond with it, don't mean shit. You got to re rewire the animal again, you know, with bond, with feeding, because once it's stressed out or it's not feeling comfortable, it ain't going to eat. It's going to bust its face up. It ain't going to do what it, it, it ain't going to thrive how you had to thrive it inside. So you got to kind of like be ready for it. You got to, you got to, you got to know you can take animal outside and put him outside, but with a ton of shape, you know, a ton of ways where he can't feel vulnerable. You know, you know what I'm saying? So that just comes from just me having trial and error. I mean, I got monitors in that were just evil off the jump. So I can not say, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to put him inside and then put them and worry about them changing when I get outside. They're already, if they're already like adults and they're, and they're, they're just off the, off the ripper, I'll start our relationship in the cage outside. In the big habitat outside. You got your own space. I give everybody their own quarters. They can they can thermoregulate. They can get in the shade. You got plenty of water. And now it's my time to build a relationship with you. You know, right? Um, I do a lot of it with food, and you know, keep I continue to those those uh those positive interactions. Um, you know, some lizards. One of one of my one of my toughest ones is what I have a I have about a six and a half foot ornate Nile monitor. Damn, thick is just thick. You know, and if if anybody out there that keeps adult knowledge, you know, knowledge is just no joke. No. You know, they're just uh, they're different. They're different animals. They're for, uh, the, different. They're for the they're for the monitor monitor keeper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got you got to you got to be like really you got to love monitors to want to keep a, a, a asshole of a of a Nile. Yeah. You know, um, so uh, the about, you know I had him about two. I I got him the moment I moved to my new spot. So two years now. Um, close to it. And when I first got him, he wouldn't look at me. He wouldn't even come out and say, Hey, you know, he would stay hidden 24 seven. Um, he would go out back. And if he seen me coming from a distance, I can literally hear him or see him running into his, his little burrow, you know, right. that's how freaked out he was from me. So over time, you know, I would eventually get to feed him, but he wouldn't eat from me. I would just put food on this thing and I would come back an hour later and it's gone and he's gone, you know, up until it got cold. So it got cold and I had to bring him inside and I got to go outside and, you know, pick him up and he sees me picking him up, but he's so cold. He can't react how he's supposed to react. He's like, fuck, I can't move. He, he, he's, he's trying to bite me, but it's slow motion. Yeah. You know? So it's like, he can't scratch me how he wants to scratch me. He can't whip me how he wants to whip me, but he knows he's cold and he knows I'm, I'm he doesn't know, but I'm, I'm helping him, you know? So I'm getting him inside. I'm getting him back to normal. And but that little interaction I had of him of me putting my hands on him, not squeezing him, not restraining him, just bringing him from A to B and from B back to A, it just changed something in his brain. So that's why I, I didn't figure it. I just thought, yo, these animals have so much intelligence, they have so many thoughts that go on, and they remember what you know experience you have with them on a daily basis. So I went from him running away from me to the next time I, will, I came outside the next day. He stayed there basking. He would pop up, but he wouldn't dip, you know? Right. And I, I can now, I'll go in and say, okay, maybe he's hungry. I'll wait, wait a couple of days. I went and gave him a rat, and he, like, took the rat out the tong for the first time. So the moment he did that, I threw the tong out, and I went up to hand feed him. So, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to just keep the tong as a, a space gap. I want to close that gap immediately now. If he's gonna, right. he already let me get this close, but he never has in you know a six to eight month period right so now that i got him you know in the habitat i'm hand feeding him and he's like getting close he's getting close and now he would he would grab the rat at first and then run away and eat it and then after 
two or three feedings, he would eat the rat right in front of me and wait for the next one. And then the next time I would, he would know I'm, I'm bringing food. So he would run and then I would like dangle the rat and up my leg. So he would like run up my leg up to my knee, eat the rat and run away. But he just touched me, you know, and he never would even think about touching me a couple months ago. Right. You know, so it kept me just doing those different things and me psychologically being in tap with the monitor, like, I'm, I just want to touch you, <laughs> you know, like, I want to touch you. When you, Whenever you let me touch you, when you're fully under the sun and fired up is when I know we can start our relationship process. So, like, um, dude, I mean, speed it up. It, dude, I fucking love the, the, the touching. Trust me, I fucking love touching my monitors, man. But right now, like. They're fucking, they're nails, bro. They're claws. Literally, I'm, I am sliced the fuck up after yeah. every time I'm holding. Like Mac Dre, like his, his personality is like he just wants to like go. Like he's not yeah. like Alice will like she, she'll sit on you and chill, and she's like great. But Mac Dre wants, he's like get the fuck, like he's just like leave, leave, leave. So like literally by the time you put him away, dude, you are just shredded. Um, yeah. And I'm you like. Trim him out, I don't, I don't, I don't want to trim them. I'm just too sketched out to trim them. I don't, I don't know. I was going to ask you your opinion on that. Cause I know some people trim. I know I could get away with it with Alice, but Mac Dre, bro, like he does not like to be fucking touched. And I kind of respect his personality on that. I haven't, yeah. I haven't pressed the whole, like, I mean, I never reach, reach in and grab him. The only time I get this fool to come out is with food, you know, food, he'll, he'll fucking pop right out. He'll come to me. And then once he knows there's no food, then he'll be like, he, then he wants to just go back to where he was. He doesn't, mm -hmm doesn't spaz out or anything that's just kind of his personality so i just kind of respect that and i go with that alice is like she'll like be on you for 10 minutes go inside the enclosure and want to come right back out like she just loves being out but yeah. like either way like bro like when i have to put the gloves on it just don't feel the same like i hate putting gloves on when yeah. holding the monitor yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know i don't i don't Mac Dre don't like the gloves at all by the way he don't he for some reason just I don't, I don't know if it's black and red or I don't know if it's, I don't I haven't held him enough with them, but he don't fuck with the gloves. He don't like the gloves. Yeah. Alice don't care, but I feel like, you know, they're also still young. Um, and you know, the more repetitions, you know, like I, I, I feel like everything you're saying is what the big key is to actually getting a fucking monitor really, really comfortable with you. But like you said, man, all that could change when I put them outside. Mm -hmm. Check out McCurley puts a lot of cool stuff out on monitor yeah. behavior. You know, he's really, really good with that stuff. Um, I learned a lot from his channel um, and others, you know, I also spent, you know, uh, almost a month in Thailand and Phuket where I got to hang out with water yeah. monitors, you know, wow. I would go, you know, spend some time in Australia and hang out with, you know, see Argus monitors or people that keep different lakes monitors and parentines in captivity for 20, 30 years. I could pick their brain on just certain questions, you know, but, you know, from what I learned from lace, I only got one lace, I got a variable lace. Um, like a normal face, nice. uh, but th those they, they have they're like their alert system is a ten. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're, they're wired on different. They're yes, I can Bro. I can throw I can throw like small rats to the lace and she can catch them out the air. You know that's yeah. how like fast they are. You know they are they are wired different. You know yeah. so your 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 buddy probably got a you know from what I from what I've I've uh, been told. And what I've learned, what I what I don't do, what I practice, I never take them out of where they feel safe at. I never take them out of that. You right. know, if they go back into their habitat or their little hole or their little box I got for them where they feel they sleep, I never ever take them out of there. Right. I lift it up to check on them if I don't see them, but they're asleep. All right, I'm putting it back down. Right. You know? But if they're out and they're like basking or something, 
I'll push the limit and try to touch them or hold them or touch the tail. I'll take a couple of smacks just to get, you know, me holding the tail. You right. know, because they're like, okay, now I'm holding the tail and we're both looking at each other, you're puffing, you're hissing up, but like you see me holding you and I'm not hurting you, you know? Bro. And that's when I go from the back and I'm just like I, I long story short, I got to hold my, my Nile like three times, you know, and like you know, for the first two times he like tried to like turn around and get me after like thirty seconds, but I spent thirty he spent thirty seconds in my hands. That's huge. Without gloves, you know, without like just you know, just holding them, you know, so it was cool. And the third time he didn't try to bite me. And I I did a little little less time to to, to uh you know enhance the the, the 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 situation with me and him was as a positive. Right. When I picked him up, I only held like fifteen t- seconds and I put him back up. And right. then now he doesn't like get all fussy when I go when I squat down to feed him or close to him. He, he knows I'm gonna try to touch him or pick him up and he doesn't care. Cause I'm not gonna hurt him. And I give him a lot of levels. So I don't know if you're gonna upgrade your cage or whatever, but give him levels. Sometimes they feel a whole lot safer when they're above you, you know, and they'll respect you enough to get comfortable enough to come down to eat from you or come down and just hang out with you, you know. Right. And that's what I learned, so I tried it. And it works. It works sometimes. Some some are different though. Some don't work like that. It's case by case. Mm-hmm. Every every single one's different. Right. hundred percent. I got I, I got three of the same species of monitor and every single one of them has different personality. Yep. You know, same with dogs. <laughs> you know. Same shit, bro. I'm telling you. I got, I got four of the um same exact species of snake, all different. You know, just different. Now, with all the monitors you keep, majority of them are outside, correct? Or all of them are yeah, outside? Yeah, I, I have a couple inside. Um, I got a pair of new chalice, whitehead new chalice monitors. Nice. Um, they're inside. Um, they I, I, When I first got them, I put them outside the first day. And three days, it was like, you know, just constantly running around the habitat. So I'm like, ah, I'm going to bring you in. So I brought them in. And they're small. They're only like three foot. And one's about two, two foot. You know, and they're so much more comfortable inside, you right. know, where they'll eat, they'll chill. They're not like running around all day. They're going to bath. They're going to go to sleep. They're going to soak in their water bowl and they're going to look for food, you know, and that's where, I, you know, I like to keep the small. I like to keep the, the, the young kids in the house um, so I can get them comfortable enough to go outside, you know, um, but about about 80, 85 percent of them are outside. Nice. And then you also have some big snakes outside, too, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and because I do, I love Papuans, bro. Papuan olives are for sure one of my favorite big snakes. I have a pair. Uh, you have an iconic pick of. I'm pretty sure it's one of your females, right? The one that's roped out around your shower curtain while you're brushing. Yeah, you're chilling right there. Oh my <laughs> yeah. god! And, and and there's a story with that female. She ate one of your males, right? Yeah, man. Let's talk about that. Yeah, it's, uh, I get a, I get a, I get a male olive. Um, Funny thing on my female, I had an olive uh, when I lived in Atlanta. Sold him to a kid in Atlanta. Um, he had him for like two years, three years. Um, hits me up on a random. It's like, hey, I got to move. I can't keep the snake anymore. You want him back? I'm like, fuck yeah. Get nice. him back. It's like, you know, maybe maybe like six foot, seven foot. I get him, get him shipped in. And uh, I had her, you know, from 2012. I had her from 2011, 2010 to 2012. And until I moved to Florida, and then from 2012 to 20, 2016, 2017, I got her back. So I have from 2017 till now, 
and she grew like weed, dude. Like she's like 12 feet now. She's super chill. She has her little cage days where she don't want to get out the cage, but when she's out, she is a puppy. And that's my baby. And I said, man, I'm gonna get you a boyfriend. So I found like a, I don't know, like eight foot male. And I figured, you know, hey, you know. You're big dude, enough, you're good. You guys are big <laughs> enough. You can handle your own, bro. You know, like go in there and get smashed. She's not going to eat you. Know? You're good. She's going to eat you. So I watched him. As soon as I put him in, I watched him. I watched him for like, I literally, I got a chair. I sat for in the cage and I watched him for an hour and a half. I'm on my phone. I'm looking up, checking on him, just doing my thing, doing my emails, whatever I'm doing. You know, and I, I'm like, okay, if you, you didn't try to kill him. The moment I put him in there, you guys would be all right. I walk away. Right. Do two, three hours of work, come back, still chilling. I'm like, right. all right. I go inside, take a shower, eat, whatever. Like 12 o'clock at night, I'm going out and doing my rounds and walking around. I go check on him. I go put my flashlight in there. When he's on one side, she's on the other side, chilling. I'm like, okay, cool. It's been like eight hours, 10 hours, whatever. You guys ain't trying to kill each other. You guys ain't got in a fight. You guys are chilling. So I go to sleep. I wake up. First thing I do, walk my dog, go to the back, go straight to the habitat. Still chilling. Everything's fine. I'm like, cool, bro. This is they're they're great. Now they're now they're coming together. They're all, they're like literally in the same tube, you know. So I'm like, cool. This is awesome. She's wrapped up. Like she's coiled up. He's coiled up. They're touching each other. You know, they're not like Eat locked closer. up, but they're just they're they're close. You know. Right. Right. So, right. Three days of that, chilling. I come out day four. You know, I don't even check on them. I go do my whole rounds. I I check on them at like four o'clock. You know, I look and I'm like. Oh, the fuck's the mail? So I'm, I'm like looking at the habitat, like, yo, did like, uh, get out. did I miss a spot where he got out? And I'm like, there's no way he can get out. You know, I'm like looking at it through the whole cage. And I look at her and I'm like, bro, what the fuck? She She's you ate him. She's ate him. Ate him. And I'm like, um, uh, uh, she's like, she's about 11, 11 foot, 12 foot, eight to eight foot snake. That's still, and bro. then like, and then shit all his bones out. I kept them all. It was pretty cool, but I was just blown away. So I when I when I made the video, I pulled up the habitat to show like everybody, like, yo, like she had a girlfriend. I mean, she had a boyfriend. She ate him. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, I'm not pairing up no more snakes, you know, that are cannibalistic like that. So until I learn more, you know, it was a, it was a big learning experience because I felt bad too, you know. You're not oh. the only one, bro. That's happened to countless people. Like, I'm there, there, there's a reason why they're not bred in the United States. Like, I, I think yeah. sort of one guy doing it within the last five years, but I, I don't, I mean, from what I understand, those things are not being bred in the United States right now, bro. Uh, and, yeah. and, and because the females constantly eat the males. So, damn. Oh, well, charge it to the game, that poor guy. Yeah. yeah. Feel bad for the kid, man. Um, <laughs> he went out with a bang literally yeah for sure damn all right man so okay i, I want to get into a, 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 a wrap-up category real quick with some shit um that yeah. I, you know it's a huge inspiration it's a huge passion of mine and i know it's a huge passion for yours because you were just tapped in with my boy socrates and you checked out yeah. his you just checked out his emeralds his chondros so what's your arboreal game like what's your plans with the arboreals bro i'm sure I'm, i know you got some inspiration after going to his place so oh, yeah, man, the guy is, first of all, let's give a big shout out to Socrates. Yeah. I mean, you, Socrates. Have, you, have you seen his stuff in person? Yeah. I just stayed at his house, bro. Yeah. Fuck bro, it, bro. What the fuck? Unreal. Unreal. You bro, know? And, 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 and Mike, I've seen a lot of fucking, a lot of collections. 
and you same, know, not, same, not, you nothing know? against anyone else's, but his just smacks completely different, bro. I'm different, telling you right bro. now, he's different. He posted something today that little small chondro with yeah. the white specs, like, bro, what is that? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is that? Oh my god! I just I can't wait to see his his uh, his neonates become you know and uh, out of their phases. I'm excited, man. It's a whole other level, bro. And you know what's crazy? He doesn't keep a lot. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. It's, he and, but what he does, That's he quality. keeps it quality. Everything smacks that guy has. Yeah, it's, Dude, he 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 reached in and grabbed every single snake, <sighs> to not get bit. I'm talking. Yeah. Eight different emeralds, adult big emeralds, didn't get touched. Yeah, green trees didn't get touched. I'm like, bro, impressive. I'm impressed. And then you see you his know? daughter, and then you see his little daughter come in and handle him like it's nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I mean, I've, I've been That's around green trees and you know emeralds and a bunch of our boards for a long time. You know, but just going to his, you know, his his house and seeing his stuff, I love I love to go, and I'm pretty sure some people are the same way. I love to go to a place like that and. In my mind and my soul, and as a student, I don't know fucking shit about memorial right. snakes because you're now I'm going to ask sponge. every single question I want to know. Just reteach me everything. My book is just, I just hit control, alt, delete in the memorial section of my Erase brain. <laughs> and I am like, I need everything you can give me, you know? So, my, whole, my whole game is based off of Socrates and with my arboreals. With my fucking chondros and emerald, there's some other heavy hitters that that you know, like you know, at, at the end of the day, everyone keeps around the same. And the shit that where people have preferences and different techniques is like incubation and stuff like that. But when it comes to like the keeping, bro, keeping these things are so easy. You know what I mean? They're mm -hmm. so straightforward. Once you have it dialed in, there's nothing you need to change. It's fucking easy peasy. And dude, they're those are the designer snakes, man. Those are something that are like you just see on a fucking wall. Or you just—it's like a piece of art. It's like, God damn, this is so gorgeous. Um, and, and, you know, and, and and then like, so let me ask you, what what are your uh, long-term goals with green tree pythons and emeralds? Do you ever plan on having a room like sock maybe someday, or or having a display full of emeralds and green trees? Yeah, man, I got a cool concept. I'm gonna bring to life uh, pretty soon um, about a outdoor habitat for green trees or, or emeralds. Um, nice, but. Socrates, man, he definitely inspired me to, you know, get get back into the that that part of my brain of wanting to set up some emeralds or green trees. You know, um, I have I have uh, I have a couple of emeralds at home right now, um, but they're just they're just regular normals. His his is just different, you know. Right. That those those Amazon basins he got with the thick sugary stripes and the, oh, bro, it's like you fuck with Ed Marino yet? Do you know who Ed Marino is? I uh, know. Oh, I got you. Okay. We're gonna talk, bro. Probably so, if I see their company name, I'll, I'll know their stuff. I just not good at names. Let's look. We're gonna look at that right now, just just because I have to. This this guy, this is Socrates' fucking idol right here. This 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 is the motherfucker who put Socrates on. Believe it or not. Yeah. I mean, Socrates is a fucking goat in so many ways. But let me show you Ed Marino real quick, my man. This is where it's at, bro. Be ready because this is where it's at. Yeah. What's it? What's his? What's his Instagram? So his Instagram is emeraldtreeboa.com, but his I've name been, is I've been on here before, yeah. His name is Ed Marino. Like this so guy, this, this guy sick. has the best yes, line of yes. emerald of, of basins. Like, in, bro, look, bro, look, look, look at, at this that shit, animal. Look at that. Look at that animal, dude. Like, ah. You know, oh, and oh. like you guys can feel yeah, like we're all animal people here. We're all reptile, especially, you know, like look at that animal. <laughs> 
That is bad ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at that thing. You cannot tell me that is not dope. This is not real. You know it it's like almost not real. It's orange with the white strip. Go back to that first one real quick. Go back uh, to that first one. The very, the, Even this, that. Look at like look at the difference in between. Like, look at that, dude. Okay, I like French toast. You know, <laughs> when you put powdered sugar on the French toast and the thing like it, it kind of falls and it's like a whole bunch. That's you, what it looks like. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like that is just art. Here, we're gonna look a little bit more because I'm telling you. Go, yeah, go to that one you just had, the one with, with the big triangles. That thing is, oh, 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 dude, just wow, man, wow. And this, this, this right here, this, like, this is like the like, classic. Look at triangles, that animal, dude. Dude, wow. Mm-hmm. This guy right here, like, I mean, like, dude, look, look at this, look at this pairing right here, bro. Yeah, man. So he has he has a snowflake line, a Christmas line. I think this which oh let me see. I think this one is which one is this one? I think this is snowflake, or I'm not too sure. Wow. But bro, this is a guy right here, man. Ooh. This 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 is this is a guy who's doing things that no one else is doing. I mean, for now, you know, I, I can tell you right now, Socrates yeah. is on his way. Like, look at this shit, bro. <laughs> Damn, dude. That is on fire, bro. So yeah, Ooh. man. Fuck with my man Ed Marino. I'm telling you right now. That's where definitely it's- gonna. I've been on that page before. I've seen it. Uh, the algorithms have blessed me on my explore page to see some cool people's profiles. So I always. That's how I found Socrates. Right. You know, someone sent me a, a video of uh, his uh, his his white and his yellow, and I'm like, his white is blue. Is the white? I I can't. I forget the names of it. I always do. I'm mad. I forget it because it's like honestly, it's my one of my favorite things in that planet. But like. Dude, I saw it on my sport page. I'm like, well, that is insane. And then I saw his page, and I'm like, bro, your collection is fucked up. I got to come see this, you know? <laughs> and I'll never go to no one's house to see their stuff. You know, I, I can admire it from online and appreciate it, you know? So right. for, me to, for me to ask to come to your house is like, it's just lit. I, I knew it was lit, you know? Right. I want to see it for myself. And when I got there, I was blown away. The guy's a, the guy's a wizard for sure. I've been inside Sock's room three times. Every time I get anxiety, bro. I almost can't control myself. Like, I don't like... You <laughs> yeah. start, start pulling stuff out, and I go, I go, chill, chill. Like, I can't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking at this right now, bro. Like, and I almost mm-hmm. don't want to... I don't want to take my eyes off what I'm looking at, but then here comes the next level shit, and I'm just like, bro, like, it's like... Oh, it's like you're overloading I, I, me with I, I drugs. I was scared to touch his snakes, you know? Because they yeah. were just like, ah, dude. Like, I'm not even worthy to touch this thing. It's like the only one in the world, you know? Right. Like I want to touch it, I want to hold it, I want to. I want. What do you want for? You want to. You want to sell this thing, <laughs> you know? But like, it's just like, dude, that is so badass, you know? Yeah, bro. And his passion. The, 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 yeah, his passion is just it's through the roof. It's, it's bro. amazing, man. You know, we were talking about regurgitating information. Listen to that guy talk. You're like, yeah. All, all you do is listen because you're just like, what? The, he starts, you know, and you know, fucking Socrates' demeanor is so soft and chill. Like, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. The calm he came, guy. He came, he came to my house a couple of days ago and redid yeah. my whole snake room. You know, like he's a man, bro. He's a man, bro. He's such a good human. We actually got me and him got the same birthday. Yep, and you know, yeah, he, he, it's uh, what you guys are Scorpios, right? Yeah. Yep. He's like, he's like MJ Scorpios, man. I get along with every Scorpio. I know, I don't know <laughs> what it is, but I become brothers with them. And I'm like, yeah. I am not a Scorpio. He's like, no, but we're brothers. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm just making sure. It's <laughs> fun, bro. 
No, but the guy really uh, fucks yeah. with you, man. And, and you know, yeah. I even told him, too, like, okay, I wasn't going to say anything, but I was trying to get this motherfucker on as a special guest so we could talk a little bit about Emeralds. But he has two kids, shits through the roof. And he's like, why do you want me to go on? I'm like, bro, you just inspired him. He's like, I didn't inspire him. I was like, 100%, I guarantee he says you inspired him on this fucking show. You've already said he, the guy's inspired you like five times. So yeah, there you go, sure. Sock. For sure. Told you. Take that. <laughs> yeah, Dude, no, I got it. I gotta say though, man. I mean, this has been an amazing two and a half hours, Mike. I mean, I, I mean, I, with, if you're down, I would love to have you on for a round two, um, because sure, you're so, you're somebody who's especially at this point in your life where you could you could put yourself out there as much as you want, but you're realizing what makes you happy, and that's taking care of yourself, bro. And and I I took complete mental note of that, just so you know, man. So um, you're you're killing it, man. And just keep doing what you're doing. I do got to hit you with these hot seat questions before you Everything. leave, though. Because everybody got to go through the hot seat questions. I don't feel like you're going to struggle through these at all whatsoever. But do me, do me a favor, bro. I don't need any explanation. Just shoot me answers, okay? I, you know what I mean? I don't need a reasoning of anything. Just it's one or the other, and we'll keep it moving, okay? Got you. All right, here we go. So hot seat questions for the real Tarzans coming in hot. Here we go. Frozen thought or live? Frozen thought. A cut or no cut? And what I mean by that, like, let's say you have a clutch of eggs and there's no snake coming out. What do you do? A cut or no cut? No cut. Perfect. Uh, I mean, not perfect. I cut like a motherfucker, just so you know. Um, okay. Red, 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 yellow, or excuse me, red neochondro or yellow neochondro? Yellow. Yay imports or boo imports? Go imports. Okay. To spray or not to spray? To spray. Okay. Big flexor or no flexor? No flexor. What? You big flex? Come on. <laughs> All right. All right. Sports or no sport? No sport. No sports. All right. Respect. Uh, steak or fish? Steak. Steak. Okay. Favorite steak? I'm gonna have to go Churrasco. What's I'm that? Primal. Churrasco is like uh it's like a it's a cut with not not much fat, but the fat's almost like infused in the meat, you know? What? Churrasco? Yeah. How come I don't yeah, know? Yeah, it's that? juicy. Churrasco, it's a Florida thing. Oh wow. <laughs> All right, so next time I go visit Florida, you're gonna put me on some Jurasco tip then? I, I, I like T bones though. T bones okay. good. Okay. But you'll put me on the Jurasco tip when I visit I, next time. I got you. When you come to Florida, I'm gonna bring you Churrasco spot. Let's do it. All right. Uh Alcohol or no alcohol? Alcohol. Why red wine or white wine? Red wine. All right. Uh, West Coast rap or East Coast rap? This will get me in trouble. I'm gonna go East Coast rap. <laughs> Favorite East Coast rapper? <laughs> Biggie Small. Damn respect. It's God, legends, legends, God's God, man. All right, little word association. First thing to come to mind, milk. Whole <laughs> milk. Cocoa. Coconut. Stuck shed. Peel it. Ovulation. I'm not a breeder. <laughs> <laughs> Respect. Instagram trolls. Uh... Love them. Love them. All right. All right. This last one's important. And, and, and I don't feel like you fuck with Facebook, do you? 
Like, are you are you on Facebook at all, or are you? Yes and no. I hate Facebook okay, because it's like I gotta, old I gotta school. Ask, I got to ask you this then, all right? If you do, then if you had to get rid of one, and I mean for one forever, are you getting rid of Facebook or are you getting rid of Instagram? Which one would go forever? Facebook all day. All fucking day. That's what I'm yeah. talking about, baby. But, Damn, I, but I like ahead. Facebook because of the groups. I can go on there and see what lizard groups, you know, snake groups, and see other people's stuff. So, um, I love Instagram because, of course, it's what got all this shit going. But Facebook, I learned a lot on Facebook. I learned a lot on Facebook because I can see other people's stuff, you know. That's where a lot of the true OGs are at. Mm-hmm. Like Ed Marino, that guy we were just looking at. Like, if you ever want to have a possible conversation with that guy, it's going to be on Facebook. Facebook. Yep. yep. That's just how 100%. it is. And, and just so you know, I did a fucking podcast with him. I'll send you the link, but I actually did a podcast with that guy. The one and only podcast he's ever done. And we talked all about basins and shit. So I'll shoot that to you. So anytime you want to listen, you'll get mad. Oh, game. yeah, bro. You'll get mad. I game need that for sure. 100%. Hey, Mike, dude, thank you for fucking with me. I got to say, bro, you have a lot of people out there who support you. A lot of people who've been down with your shit for a while. So anyone who tuned in that supports you and who's been fucking with you since day one, what do you have to say to all your supporters out there, bro? Oh, I love y'all. Y'all know what it is. You know, it's only, we only getting started. Yes. You know, everybody that knows me, that loves me, that supports me, that watches faithfully, that listens to what I say, we're just getting started. We're still learning. We're still young. We're, you know, and it's not just me, it's we. You know, I got this thing of like, uh, I'm not, I'm not where I am by myself. You know, I have right. a lot of people I owe credit to and uh, all my fans and followers help me get to where I want to go, you know, and in that process, we're going together. So thank Toge you. Together we go. Mm -hmm. Thanks a lot, Mike. Hey, bro, I'm going to be tapping into Florida and I cannot wait to meet you in person someday, but you have a good rest of your night, bro. Keep doing thanks, what you're man. doing and thanks for fucking with the trap. You're a real one. Mike Holson, hey. you have a great night, Mike. I really too, man. Thank you. Peace out. Damn, what a good fucking OG. Dude, this fool was so sick. I knew he was going to be sick. Damn. You guys got me fucked up. Thank you so much, guys. What a great episode. Not the smoothest, but it ended up going to be one of the hardest. And this was great as fuck. So I appreciate everyone who tuned in. Don't forget to hit that like button. The like to watch ratio was through the roof. So I'm not even going to bitch or complain about the likes. Thank you so much for being here live in effect. Everyone in the comments, all the um, super all the super chats, all sorts of shit. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your night. Don't forget this Saturday, we're tapping into Canada. We have Nicole Lyons up in the building. And I know Canada's on fire to see this one. So make sure you guys go down to the link below. Hit that, uh, hit that, uh, that's, excuse me, set that reminder. Jesus Christ, I can't even think. You know what I'm thinking about, Mexican food. But anyways, set that reminder. Be ready. It's going down 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time this Saturday. I am so hungry. I'm about to fucking crunch some amazing Mexican food. You wish you were from San Diego because guess what? San Diego, that's where all the real Mexican food's at. Thank you again, guys, for tapping in. Real Tarzan, I appreciate you so much. And again, I will got to, hey, listen, I got to give a shout out to Socrates because this fucking episode wouldn't have been possible without my man Socrates. I love you, bro. Thank you so much for getting this to go down. And again, thank you, Mike Holston. Thank you to all my trappers. Thank you to all my viewers. You guys are amazing. And I'll catch you next week on Trap Talk with MJ. Coolest Reptile Podcast in the world. I'm out.